and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. And with James Farley. Hello. And yes, John Denton. Yo. What's happening? It's been a, a, a lovely Easter weekend. Uh, we're all regretting going back to work tomorrow. No one wants to do it, but you have to to earn the big bucks. Uh, but I saw you last week, didn't I, James? We, we did, yeah. Up. We did, yeah. We had a lovely little trip to the Science Museum. And I'll be honest, right, I said to you, like the thought of going to a museum with James Farley doesn't exactly fill me with excitement. Why? Um, What's wrong with that? Well, I mean, you're right. You're an educated man, and I ain't. Right, which means that I find you fucking boring when it comes to that stuff. And going to a place where you know, like a museum with you, I just about, oh, David, come and have a look at this. It's from the. Oh, shut up! I just want to press the buttons and watch the little like things move and go. You know what I mean? That's really sad, David. It's really sad. Why is that sad? It just is. Why don't you want to like you know expand your horizons a bit? You know, think about some things. I'm happy where I am. I likes what I likes, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've seen everything I want to see. I'm quite content. I don't need to expand any horizons. That's quite really happy sad. where I am playing my computer games. Thankfully, we were going to the, uh, what is it called? The Power Up Expo yeah. at the Science yeah. Museum. And um, what? what was that for? Well, you know, obviously you're going to... I thought you'd be in your element, right? Because there was all these failed consoles there. You got to play on a Jaguar. <laughs> I did, yeah. Got to Very plan brief. What, what was the one that you were totally, really start insanely excited about? You were like, Dave, 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 look, is it a CDO, is it? No, it was a 3DO. They had a 3DO there. A 3DO. And I've always wanted to try one of those. <laughs> Why? Um, Why were you so excited about that? Well, because that, okay, when I was like younger, like Edge used to run all these stories, like for week, for months and months and months, they were always going on about the 3DO. And also, especially they were going on about like the M2 upgrade and all this kind of thing. And basically how it was the future of video games and they had, they had loads of features and everything. And then it sunk without a trace. And I've always just been really curious about this machine. And yes, yeah, so I was, I was kind of excited to get the chance to actually, and it was a Panasonic one as well, which is the one I always thought looked the best of the lot. Cause it was a really, do you know anything about it, Dave? Like the concept of it? No. It's, no, it's really interesting because it, it, it started out, it was Trip Hawkins, who, who was the, one of the founders of EA. And he had this idea that he was going to create a console that was going to be like a reference board that then other companies could then like, make it from so you get like panasonic could make one you know even like potentially before the playstation like sony could or whatever and but they'd all be using the same reference board but all the different companies would you know come out with other with their own sort of version of the machine and it was going to be like you know the all singing all dancing like you know sort of 32-bit you know you know video cds and all that kind of thing but so it was a massive failure it didn't work why well, it was really expensive. Like when it came out, it was really super expensive compared with everything else. And also, most of the game support was it. Well, the game support wasn't that great either. There wasn't that like, much out for it. Although there was loads of EA games, I and mean, one of the games I got to play there was Road Rash. And there's there's like a bunch of games from that era where actually the 3DO one's supposed to be like one of the best versions of like most of the of a lot of games from that era. But nobody knows about it because it was a big failure. So it's funny because we we came away from uh, the. Um we come away from the exhibition thinking, well, it wasn't actually that good. It was just a bunch of old consoles set up with TVs and there was, you know, th- certain things that are just sacrilege, like, you know, uh, 
really old games playing on flat screen TVs yeah, that, that was... had input lag that was just insane, stuff like that. A lot of third party controllers. But it, part of me kind of thinks, well, actually, it does do what it says on the tin. Like, it doesn't say, I mean, it says these are old games and it, a chance to play consoles that you may never have seen before and stuff like that. And, mm. And that's what it was, really. It was a huge room set up with like uh, old games, old consoles and stuff. It confirmed a few things. Some I liked, some I didn't. It confirmed, confirmed yet, yeah, that the Sega, Sega Dreamcast is a, a pile of junk. That is absolute nonsense. I, just Right, because we, we were going to play... What was it? Was it say what was what's the football game on the on the uh, Dreamcast map? It was Virtua Striker. Wasn't no, it? it wasn't that. It was something else. But it was Virtua Striker. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But basically, we had trouble getting it going, and so David was just using it as an excuse yeah, to like I saw beat the video. Sam. It's well, ridiculous. You were going, oh, you were going, oh, no, just use the pad. And uh, I said, well, look, the fucking VMU or whatever it's called in the thing, that was just like flashing off and on. I'm going, there's definitely something wrong with it. No, 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 this is just what it's like. Hold on, let me restart. Let me restart. Yeah, I reset it, it once and then it you, you didn't have the patience for it. So then we had to go and play ISS instead. It was it was ridiculous. Like your attention span is like insane. Like it's like a couple of seconds. You're like, I'm not in this. And then you're just gone. It's just ridiculous. What, like what? How do you mean? Well, like with that, like you wouldn't give it a chance to like sit down and try and you know start getting it working and stuff. James, you, you reset the menus three times and reset the full console another time. I'm I'm sorry if that's bad patience. Then I think there'll be a lot of people like me. Do you know what I mean? The Dreamcast was a good machine, and that, I mean they weren't. What was also a shame about it is they see they had a bunch of machines there, but they weren't. They didn't really choose the best games like to put in stuff either. Like I mean, there was like loads of machines there with ukulele on. I mean, what's that about? That's odd, or like Crash Bandicoot, you know, like the you know the well, no, they had it, but, Well, to be fair, right? Crash Bandicoot is we've found out recently a very popular title. I I can't slag off the game like the, the, I can't slag off the game selection because the ones that you expect to be there are there. Like their Goldeneye set up Mario Kart from the N sixty four. They had Halo, the original Halo on uh, original Xboxes. Uh, you know, all that sort of stuff was set up. That's fine. It didn't really bother me. Um, but it was just like, yeah, as I said, the, the third-party controller stuff, You, I mean, as a whole, it's not really an issue because third-party controllers aren't that bad. But for the N64, it was like, whoa, was what is this? Like, it was insane. I like, mean, the, the stick on that, it was like rock. Like, it wouldn't move. Like, you would like... Yeah, it, was like those, it was like one of those sticks where it wouldn't go back to the centre. It was just like, it was just stuck in place and stuff like that. It was like, oh my God. And um, the other thing it confirmed for me is that, yeah, I, I'll hold my hand up. I, I wouldn't have done it on the night, but I'll hold my hand up and say, yeah, James is the best gamer on the podcast, uh, I reckon. Yeah, out of the four of us, he's probably the best. Because we had a little competition, didn't we? Anything that was two-player, we'd sit down and play, and then we'd keep score. And I think you won 5-2? Yeah, it's 5-2 in the end, yeah. I beat you on uh, ISS, and which was incredible, actually, because I didn't even have a pass button. That yeah, wasn't that working. Was and um, and what was the what was the other Mario game? Kart. Uh, Mario Kart, which 64. was insane because I nearly pipped that and then it went wrong, like right at the oh, end. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That was beautiful. That was that was pretty cool because we were playing these old games and still coming away having a good time. Yeah, from them, which see, was... that was the best thing about it. Like we did, we had a I had a genuinely good time doing that. I mean, that was great, especially that Halo match we played. Like that oh, got God, it I've... got really tense, and it was I, it, know... that was insane. We'll get to that because the one thing that I noticed about how James plays games. So we played Time Splitters 2 and Halo, and James won both of those games. But I'll tell you this, and this isn't me being bitter, it's just an observation, right? One-on-one, if we had the same guns, same all of that sort of stuff, I was winning that, that shootout every time. Every time, right? Not but every time, James, but yeah. 
It, didn't, it was every time. James, however, it, his knowledge of like the way he quickly learns a map is unbelievable. Like I've never, I, I, that, especially that Halo game. Like James knew exactly where the overshield was, the invisible uh, thing. And the shotgun, and that was it. He was just circling around in that circle, and it genuinely felt like cheating. It wasn't. I'm not accusing you of that. You just learnt the map way quicker than I ever could. Like I'm terrible with learning maps. Like it, it takes me a long time. Once I'm there, I'm all right. But I, it just, I, I was infuriated because every time I come up against James, I would still get him down to half health. But because he had an overshield and a shotgun, that was it. I was, I just had no chance. Um, so you won, what was it, 25-24 in the Yeah, end. it was it really was close. It was properly tense. Yeah. Like, it, it just reminds me, like, and the other thing was how awful Time Splitters 2 is to play these days. Like, yeah. it feels like a total mess to play. But how brilliant Halo still feels. Like, the original Halo back then, yeah. it didn't look like crap, it didn't run See, like crap. And that, well, that was the other thing, though, because when we first started playing it, it felt so slow and, like, sluggish, like Halo did. Yeah. And but yeah. then after a while, it, it kind of like it doesn't matter because this is still amazing. Like this is yeah. still really really fun to play. It really was, and we were just yeah. playing one on one, and it was still fantastic. That that game. Were you using the Duke controller good. or the S? Oh, the S. No, they, they did have a Duke there, though, didn't they, James? Yeah, they did. Yeah. But did, uh, did that Duke feel as massive as it felt back in the day, or was it fine? Didn't touch it. We just we just used the S because David said that's rubbish, so we didn't use it. So if you it had a is John, John always defends the Duke. Right? See, I thought You're the Duke, a Duke defender. John, I thought the Duke was all right because I Duke's that business, was the first mate. one I had like, when I business. bought an Xbox, and I always thought it felt really good for Halo. Yeah. I thought like the Duke. Yeah. I got big hands. I've got I, I, big I haven't hands. exactly it's got fine. small hands, and the, the, that Duke. Because I, 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 it was my controller as well for a long time before I got an S, and it was I hated it back then, and I hate I still hate it now. I don't get it. Like it's. The angle of the buttons, the, the uh, like the angle of the it. buttons, the like the angle of your hands when you're holding it. I, I don't know. I did. I'd never like that pad. Mate, when you fire a gun in Halo, yeah, with that yeah. thing is like boom, 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 boom in your hands. Yeah. So That's why I said it really felt like it was designed for that game. Like it just, you know, it felt like you're holding like a gun or yeah. something. No, yeah. yeah, it wasn't very good for anything else. I, but they confirmed I basically how much the new Duke, Halo, so, so I didn't really cost because the new pad now is like sixty quid if you get like the Sea of Thieves one. So the Duke must be like nine hundred quid. Yeah, but isn't the new Duke got like a whole L- like LCD LED screen? It has been LCD it? or LED, like a little bit where you used to have an Xbox logo. Yeah, that's that's what. But yeah. I, I st- um, I'd love to see one of in real life, and uh, yeah, I can't imagine ever buying one of that. Like John, if you genuinely really love that pad, would you buy one of his new ones? No, because it's not as good as the new pad. The current the S- Xbox. The S pad still feels good to hold. Yeah, no, I got I got no issue with the S pad. I just like the Duke. No, I'm not, it's not saying it's better, it's worse. I'm not saying anything like that. But everyone hates on the Duke. And I'm like, well, you motherfuckers have just got small hands or something because the Duke's real deal. The Duke is the real deal for playing Halo. I don't care. And also, once I got so angry, I threw it at the floor and it bounced <laughs> up and hit the ceiling. And then what sort of controller can uh, you do now? Here's my follow-up. You can pre-order the Duke now on Amazon for sixty nine ninety nine. It's out on the 8th of May. That's a lot of money for, yeah, for a Duke. I did hold a Duke the other day, though. Um, we cleared out my mum's old spare bedroom. that uh, used to be my brother's bedroom back in their family home. There was a couple of Dukes sitting in there. And it's like, yep, yeah, still feels good. Still uh, got to ask John, because a like long-time it. listener to the show and your podcast will ask, um, is the hole still behind the poster? In Well, the, the, the hole has now been fixed. Oh, that was the reason. We, we cleared out the room and then my mum's friend came, who's a, a designer. She came to stay for a bit into a design. She fixed the hole. She fixed the other hole that I elbowed through the same wall because uh, my brother annoyed me. 
And yeah, there was some other problems. You fixed it all. So yeah, it's gone. Were you not <laughs> tempted to make a new hole and put a new poster over it? Like a 2018 poster? What was the poster over it back in the day? Diego Forland. Yeah, so just like now, just, <laughs> I don't know, put like a, a Rashford and like smash a new hole in it, Rashford poster. <laughs> You should have got the poster from the Shawshank Redemption and putting it over the top. A little bit of a reference there. For that. Wait, you like? I mean, who contacted this designer? Well, I told you, it was my mum's friend. It was Grand she Designs, mate. Via text what did she say? Like, Can you come over and fill in John's holes? There's, we've called no. them John's holes. Well, a, my mum doesn't sound like that. That's weird. <laughs> and B, they like she's like our oldest friend, and she offered to come and stay for a week and sort the room out because the room's like but basically just turned into the room where everything went in the house because yeah. uh, my brother lived there. Just you know, it happens in houses sometimes. Yeah. And, also, she's uh, it got to the point where my mum couldn't clear it out. And she's like, "Oh, that whole story is hilarious, but we should fill it up for another gag." Gag. Gag. Thanks for running over the rest of my story, there, Matt. <laughs> Matt balls just jobs. <laughs> Um, yeah i know what you mean john because uh in well technically my old bedroom at my mum and dad's house there's now a fridge (laughs) they said well we just the fridge was too small so we bought another fridge and put it in the old room all right okay fine i'm not moving back then we're not right okay um should we get feedback i just went down a rabbit hole in my mind then and thought i'm not going to slip down there any further matt should we get some feedback about last week's show um sorry power up is available now <laughs> Google it. Uh, that's the sort no, of press coverage they wanted by sending no, you to, to, be, to be honest i think if you're going there just wanting to play old games like that if you go with a few mates i think you'll have a good time um we come away thinking uh but then uh, you know we wouldn't have gone had we not been invited along um, but we, yeah, I mean, we still come out like playing some games that we had a really good, like really good fun with that we never would have played again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I true. can't see me and James sitting down on an Xbox and playing Halo, but we came out with, like it was such a good fucking game that it was <laughs> quality. Uh, but yeah, okay, cool. So All if right, you feedback. want to go and restart a Dreamcast three or four times, get yourself down feedback, to the Science Museum. Feedback. Uh, before that, we should probably talk about our nomination for the Games Media Brit List, should we not, Dave? Oh, uh. God, yeah. Thank you so much, uh, anyone that nominated us. I mean, we nominated ourselves, didn't we, Matt? Yeah. You wrote a whole little thing. Uh, well, John wrote it, and then you deleted one word because it was one word over the Well, uh, word I, I wrote it. it. John edited it. We Collaboration. Was it? Teamwork. <laughs> John? You're not going to address the fact that you were slightly I can't, pissed off. I, genuinely, I can't remember. That's how bad my memory is. I'm, oh, I remember the bit where Matt, when it was 701 words, so I've deleted a word. And I was like, okay, that was an insight into your mind. Fucking hell. Look at that. Well, they said Matt- 700 was the max. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't think they're counting. But uh, yeah. Matt is a perfectionist. Whenever I send an email out about the uh, the, the podcast to uh, the guys at Spong, uh, who put it on the feed for us, there will always be a follow-up from Matt going, ha ha, yeah, just getting, getting rid of the typos there. And it's like, Matt, no one reads those uh, those descriptions of the podcast anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm tired. Leave me alone now, and I'm just getting angry at you. It matters, Dave. Okay, all right. Okay, fine. I ain't going to dish you for that. If you want to correct me, that I'd like it good because, you know, 
fine. But still, just know that I'm sitting there just going, like rolling my eyes and sighing at your email. Can can I just say, when it was announced that we were uh, nominated for a Games Media Britlist Award, um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter going, congratulations to, hey, look, I've been nominated. Congratulations to everyone else that was nominated. You know, blah, 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 all the best and all that sort of shit. Can you read out the list of people we're up against? Because we're nominated for best radio and podcast, right? Let's let's um, let's go through the other nominations because I'll tell you why they shouldn't win it. Yeah. I'll tell you. Um, like, I don't even need to tell you uh, why we should win it. You already know. Do we have but I'm to going to tell this? you why this these people. Yes, yes, James. We have to do this. Oh, I don't, I don't give a fuck, James. Go on. Adam Rosser from BBC Five Live Game On. Right. Okay. BBC. I respect the BBC. I've got a lot of time yeah. for the BBC. They, they've got two nominations in this, haven't they? They've yeah, got the, the other one is Stephen well. Powell from BBC Newsbeat. Right. Okay. Fair play. Never listen to them. Right. But I'll tell you this: they can't turn around and say "Sea of Thieves" is fucking shit. They're not allowed to say that because it's got two swear words in there, there, hasn't it? They can't put that on the BBC. They so, cannot. No, they, they 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 shouldn't win. They can't speak their mind the way we can. Next, um, IGN, IGN, right? Okay, IGN got a lot of time for Joe Scrabbles, right? They, uh, have you ever listened to that podcast? Oh, what films have you watched this week? Uh, no, mate. No, I'm sorry. You, uh, if you want to have a film podcast, have a film podcast. Don't to be IGN fair, yeah, it up. It is mostly about film, like every week. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, so, that's I fair. mean, games, games, media, Britless. No, sorry. Uh, uh, you good try. You, you ain't won the award. Go on. Who's next? One life left. One life left. Well, I mean, do I really need to go into it? <laughs> you don't. Um, rock paper shotgun electronic wireless show. Uh, I mean, for the title alone, no. Electronic wireless show, come on! You you're supposed to like rock, rock paper sh- shotgun. Uh, have intelligent writers; they can write a better title than that. So for the title alone, I've not heard the podcast. I'm not into PC gaming. See you later, Dave. Dave, I don't think you should be slagging someone off else for like for the name of their podcast. I mean, like what we're called. It's ridiculous. What are we what are we called? Yeah, exactly. The, the com- computer game show, the most. On point name for a podcast you will ever hear. Granted, the we don't talk about PC gaming, but it's it spells it out. The video game show was taken by Jim Sterling, so we couldn't do this. And we know how much you love Jim Sterling, James, and we don't want to shit on your heroes. So we went with the computer game show. It's on point, yeah? Right, next. Staying in. Anyone? Isn't that that show from... Isn't that like a Lee Mack show? No, I think BBC that's called One? Not Going Out. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Same um, thing, innit? The uh, Video Gamer Podcast. The Video Gamer Podcast. What, the guys that steal all our ideas? I was say, I mean, they basically saw that we were in this and said, okay, we're better being this as well. That's probably <laughs> yeah, exactly. why. Exactly. Um, exactly. Come on. Gareth Dutton, uh, Making Games is Fun. Quite a prolific podcast. He's released one episode since 2016 and he gets a nomination right and someone might turn around and say well no it's quality over quantity that episode might be really good and you might be right I've not listened to it like most people I've not listened to it so no next yeah I mean and and uh, also Kane and Rince so um, I mean th- thank you <laughs> Kane and Rince I thought that was a joke like I thought it was a typo or something at first Kane and Rince you kidding me? I mean, are, are all twenty-one members gonna arrive for the for the awards? Because they're gonna need a <laughs> hey, fucking big cock off table. They'll, they'll instantly regret that. The thing is, most of them don't drink those, so then you know the amount of money they'll spend on the free booze will be more for the four of us than it would be for the twenty-one. Oh, I don't know. I mean, those. like J2Os are pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Schlur. You know, I don't know what I don't know what those guys are into now, but I mean. 
I, I think they thought, hold on, we put the computer game show on there, they're a bit lowbrow, we need to look a little bit more highbrow, stick them on there. Uh, but no, nah, come on. Well, we've won that, we've won it, and if we don't win it, just know that we've won it because like come on yeah but, but basically it's, at this point just it's no point looking at results we've won it just you know when the results come out just accept that we've probably won it and no need to leave well, it's, check, it's, so. i mean it, it legitimizes the award if we if we win it okay yeah they've picked the right ones if we don't win it something's gone wrong you know what i mean someone's slipped to 20 under the table you know what's gonna happen That's... don't you the video game podcast is gonna win for their game of the year show that, if they yeah. do that, mate, I'm fucking tearing the place up. I'm going Granger Games on them. I'm telling <laughs> I'm you that. I'm going to be windmilling every sucker in that place. <laughs> yeah, that Granger Games completely ruined that GMA's one year. They've got they've seen nothing till they see me lose it for them winning the game of the year show. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'll go fucking mental. And one of us is going to have to go. One of us is going to do a Kanye. They're going to have to. James, you you, you might have to do it. <laughs> well, James getting on stage. Matt, what, what does that even mean? What does that mean? I don't even know what oh that means. Oh my god, you oh, don't know on, that James. reference. You know that. James, come on. I assume you're being sarcastic. I bet he does. I don't. Seriously, I've no Kanye, idea what Kanye you're West about. came on stage when Taylor Swift won that award. When was this? <laughs> Forget it. Forget like a long it. time ago. Forget it. Well, anyway, we're very, I was very excited. Away for a long time. I didn't. I missed a lot of stuff. We have we got. A, do you know anything about the actual event yet, Matt? Have they emailed you? No. So we don't know if we've got, supposed to be wearing suits and stuff. Uh, I mean, I. Sh- I mean, the last few like GMA things have been, and it's one thing. No, the people. last one wasn't. I oh, wasn't it. Hang the on, last hang on. one was more. You're casual. actually thinking of going to this? Sorry, James. What? You're actually thinking of going to this? Why would we not? Why wouldn't we go to it? Of course. I'm not Sean Bell. No, I wasn't expecting... I'm not to make I a honestly stand. was not expecting you were going to go. I thought that was a Why bit... Why the fuck would I not go, you dickhead? I don't know, I just... It's free beer. It's only a tube ride for Dave. I don't know, I just thought I was just a bit surprised. But yeah, go on. That is... That's James, weird. we're you're all going to wear, like, pastel-coloured suits, like Dumb and Dumber. James, you're definitely going. What am I going to wear? We're all going... Well, you get a suit, you fuck. Wear that thing you wore to your graduation. <laughs> oh, yes. You're chuck your hat in the air when Gareth Dutton wins. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, we're very humbled. We love it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you um, ever so and, much, uh, everyone who nominated us. Oh, yeah, well, I'm joking. Uh, we did it, so... Uh, and I know, I know I said all that stuff about the other, uh, other nominees and stuff, but, yeah, I really, really mean it. Let's go. Next, Follow there's um, feedback. Jucifer, uh, hey, uh, drop some feedback uh, regarding the news. So I listened to the pod today and I have a few comments. So let me premise this by saying I'm not a podcaster and have never done it. So anything like it, uh, um, uh, sorry, or anything like it. So I'm not claiming I know anything about this except from a listener's point of view. Now, he's, knowing- well, he's aware of that. Why is he emailing in telling us how to podcast then? Yeah. If he's aware of that, go on. Now, without knowing anything about, about James's process, I would think the best way to do the <laughs> news would be to read the <laughs> gaming news during the week and mark up the ones you think would make for some good discussion on the pod or is this how you're doing it already do you know this is really funny when i read that because it's like how else would i be doing that like apart from like reading the news and thinking that one looks interesting and like saying oh i will talk about that that's such a weird statement well, it's I just when you listen to the show and we're like okay next and you're like oh no but the share price went up also you might want to think about a segue to the next part of the pod like on the last pod you would talking about sea of thieves news and then you went straight to the review uh after the news oh sorry 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. fuck it um like <laughs> what 
Matt, what is going on? Uh, sorry, sorry. I was trying to edit on the fly. Like you guys it's not a game show, it mate. It went really wrong. Um, also, you might want to think about the segue to the next part of the pod. Like on the last pod, leaving the Sea of Thieves news for last, then going straight into the review after the news bit. Instead, a bit awkwardly leaving the topic, then going doing another news article, and then going back to Sea of Thieves in the next section. I mean, that is absolutely... a. That's a very, very good point. That's a good suggestion. Yeah, definitely. Well, that, that's all up to you then, though, Dave, isn't it? Go on. Well, because, okay, I do the news, and I have it like, well, you know what the news schedule's going to be, and then also you know what the what you've been playing is going to be. So you're the one who's going to have to choose who's going to talk about what you've been playing next. plan's going to be. You yeah, know that. it's in the dock. Yeah. So then I've got to go and, like, rearrange your news. No, you haven't got to rearrange no, anything. you've got to rearrange his mind. You've just, no, you've just, all you've got to do, Dave, is you've got to choose who's going to talk for what you've been playing next. So then it fits. The fuck are you talking about? Why don't you just about? look at the what you've been playing bit and then see, oh, everyone's going to be talking about this game. Well, because I don't know what Dave's going to choose, do I? Because he, he's the one who chooses well, you, who's going to speak. It. So I don't know who it's, what it's going to be, do I? Oh, fuck off, James. This is, do you know, this is, this might be the worst three minutes in podcasting history. <laughs> I think we it do might this be. Whole bollocks out. This fucking nine hour email about load of nothing. I know, it's just, this discussion. just I'm, I'm depressed to have been in this conversation. Hey, well, James, mate, come on. This is your shit. You need to sort of get it in line. Also, right, I've been thinking, can you just please report it? Like, can you report it to us from now on, as opposed to going? So this has happened. What do you think? Like, can no, you no, just? No, it's worse than that. It's like something. So something happened. Do you want me to explain the story? Yes. No, no because that's literally that's the section, thing, right? <laughs> because no, because if I bring something up, like you'll just be like, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to talk about it. And then so it's like I don't know what what is going to pique your interest. I can't read so your just mind. Go, David. Okay, next story. You got a list. Of, right. Okay. Whatever. Go next. Next feedback. Right. It's all about Sea of Thieves. We had a big Sea of Thieves discussion last week. A lot of people were big fans of John's uh, rant, shall we say? Darren uh, Gargett agreed with a computer game show about their Sea of Thieves talk until John Denton called me a waster. Um, then did you specifically call him a waster, John? No, 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 he just said anyone who likes the game is an absolute twat. <laughs> well, no, he <laughs> no, said that anyone that, that anyone Denton that goes camping. I didn't say that either. I can't remember what I said. You did. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I had a lot of fire in my heart. Don't but deny it, it and say you can't. You can't remember. You said people that go camping anything. are wasters. Yeah, yeah. You basically said yeah, no, sort of like no, you know, sort of that. Out. I did say that. No, no, no. I said the type of people who have that attitude like want to spend their life in like. I don't mean people who just go camping. I mean people who just like fuck off and don't do anything with their lives and go travelling and go and sit in tents and just be like just wastes of space. I'm not talking about <laughs> someone who spends an evening down at fucking Butlins having a camp or, or going out and cooking the sausages. Do you, you know you do you? That's nice. Get out there in a while, but you're contributing. Yeah, Darren, he contributes to society. He contributes to to this podcast. So to be he clear, contributes to his own podcast. So to be clear. Camping is fine. You're all right with people camping. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't really give a shit what anyone does. No, okay. Fine. Cool. Um, uh, go on. Anyway, SM, SMW, uh, continues, I don't really get how annoyed they were at losing treasure either. The whole thing is risk-reward of banking each time versus building up a stockpile quicker. They should have just sunk the boat chasing him so he couldn't respawn on it. I agree that cosmetics well, I aren't enough that. and the rewards are too low, but it's I really like sweet. the fear when I have chests on board and have the time and the time taken to get, get them adds to that. We did sink him. We sink the fucker three times and then he just respawned like two minutes away and just came back. I like the and response they, they to that, that up was, in the... really? Did you? Well, yeah, yeah they, but really? <laughs> they they even acknowledged it in their their um, new death penalty that they were going to bring in that they backed down on because they don't have any fucking 
spine about this stupid game um that they they said oh we're going to re- push people back when their boats are sunk we're going to push them much much further away so they can't do that so it's clearly an issue to be fair i think i think the death penalty they, they off on twitter to be fair i think the death penalty they went back on was that if you die you lose gold yeah uh, they went back on the whole thing right okay that was part of it. Well, they've got to do something about that, haven't they? Because you're right, we did sink that ship quite a fair few times and yeah, it was just back in no time. And we were even going, that can't be the same guy. Like, how has he found us yeah. this quickly? And the then reason, it turned listen, up and to, he was to, there. To, re, to just reaffirm what my problem is with, with the game, and I'll just do it very briefly. It feels like a game that has stuck its flag in the ground with a, a mentality that I personally find pathetic and slightly repugnant. And this, them backing down on their one statement that they've made, okay, we're going to change it. And then Twitter goes, oh, no, no, no. And they're like, oh, no, no, we, we wouldn't want to offend anybody. Oh, we, we didn't mean to offend anybody. That's the whole game. Oh, we don't mean to offend anybody. Well, yeah, you've offended nobody. And, you, and by doing that, you've done absolutely nothing apart from just make a big load of empty space. Yeah, and it's that mentality that drives me crazy because I see that mentality everywhere at the moment. But nobody's fucking actually achieving anything; they're just too busy worrying about offending everybody. So that's my that's my. It just feels like the video game of that to me. Okay. Yeah, go and camp if you want. Fucking hell, I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, speaking about that, Aaron Sutton, uh, weird hearing the computer game show struggle with a single guy destroying them in Sea of Thieves, then ranting about the hugs and cuddles mindset of modern society. Um. Okay, I don't, I don't see the connection. The two, I mean, you talk about two completely different things. But okay, fine. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Although a lot of people actually compare it to to Elite. Um, uh, Damocles six nine three saying running solo in Sea of Thieves is quite similar to running solo in Elite in a way. You've got a bunch of systems to manage on your ship. You're having to consult a map that isn't on your HUD to plod your route, and there's always a threat of being jumped by other players. There is more game in Elite Dangerous, but I think Sea of Thieves is closer to that than No Man's Sky, which it's being compared to. <sighs> Um, and then uh, basically tons of other people said so, so, so they really really enjoyed the uh, the Sea of Thieves uh, chat um, we'll, we'll move on um, the commentary uh, this is um, uh, Bad Bonobo the commentary about Sea of Thieves was bang on but you let them off the hook regarding server issues you're forgetting that Microsoft controls probably the second largest group of cloud resources in the world with Azure and scaling up is a question of money uh, not expertise so even though Microsoft yeah, but this, got all this the- reminded me of when people kick off about oh, this is a boring thing, but and um, when people kick off about the roads not being sorted, when it like on the the country not being ready for when there's a bit of snow or whatever, and I, like I remember just thinking, well, what do you want to do? Just plow millions and millions of pounds into something that happens once every god knows how? Like you know, it's not a regular occurrence. Over yeah, but it. Why with snow, they don't they that don't shit? necessarily know it's going to come. Whereas with this, they're planning it for years. They're going to launch. Oh this come game. on! What? So they should put all their resources into this game just in case it well, falls on its arse. And not, I'm not being not funny. all of their resources, but at least some, so that it does work. You know, like yeah, but when I, it starts. I, I, I'm not being I'm not being funny, but they fixed it so quickly that I I can't. You know, you say let us off, let them off the hook. I think the fact that they reacted so quickly saved them from like if it was doing that for a week, yeah, I, you know, would lay into them. But but also on. on that point, we don't know how it's not. I mean, I'm sure it's not just a case of just spinning up some more servers. We don't know how this stuff. I'm it's sure it, it's different for every single game. Like how it's people are funneled into. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Do we know? None of us fucking know how this shit works. So. You know, it must be different for every game. So I get your point, Dave, definitely. But I mean, I don't. I'm sure if there was a case of them just turning on some more servers somewhere, then they would have done that. Yeah, you're sure right. It's more complicated than that. Yep. 
Uh, we also spoke last week about Darts of Fury, this iOS Darts game. Uh, Lee uh, Lee Hennigan, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, has tweeted in saying, I think I've worked out what the deal is with Darts of Fury. You're not playing against live opponents, but they're not bots either. They're ghosts saved from other players' previous sessions, so it's asynchronous multiplayer. That, that, that would make a lot more sense rather than it being, being bots. It would, but wouldn't they like should just say that? Shouldn't they just say that? Because at the moment, it, like all everything they say on their app page and everything is play against real opponents, and it's kind of like okay, if it is like recorded matches, then fine. But I I, I can't even see that being the case. Um, I, I but one thing that I was thinking about the other day is that say it turns out that you're not playing against real people at all, um, and it's you know all faked or whatever. How bad is that? Like, can you get into proper trouble for that? Is that, like, false advertising and all that sort of shit? I wonder what the legalities are behind that. I mean, they're not explicit enough. They just have, like, player names. But, it could, you know, I don't think there's really a case of... Well, no, there is, because on the app page, it literally says, play against real opponents. Oh, right, okay. But well, when, then... Yeah, I wonder how they get around, like, blatantly bullshitting that it's it's live matches or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's strange. It's still, it's still a great game, though. I recommend everyone uh, get involved in that. I've been playing it non-stop. Yeah, it's great. I'm still playing it. Although it does desperately need like a friend's multiplayer mode. It's crazy that isn't in the game. Um, I guess. Ryan Haman, re-switch versus re-Wii uh, U for couch multiplayer, which is what we discussed last week. The Switch has surprisingly great compatibility with third-party controllers and 8-bit Doe sells a wireless adapter that makes it com- compatible with Xbox One, PS4, Wii, Wii U, and PS3 pads. It's great to have so many options. Uh yeah, I didn't know that okay. you, you could get an adapter so you can use all your you know PS4 and Xbox pads on your Switch. That sounds great. So that's fine, but it's not really like a mainstream solution, though, is it? Like no one, no one's going to do that apart from people like us. No, but get I, get, promo, I guess if you are going to play the best pad out there at the moment, the fucking uh, Switch Pro controller is incredibly oh, good. I love it, yeah. I absolutely love it. Mm. Uh, and finally, SMW. The news section reminds me more and more of Carl Pilkington's Look, Monkey News. we've already news. done this, Matt. Why are you reading this one? We've well, already we been over this. this. this you see, you just want to have another pop at me, yeah? Can I finish the feedback? Yes, you can. Go on. The news section, this is from SNW, the news section reminds me more and more of Carl Pilkington's monkey news, where every week he'll just be like, there's not really much going on in the world of monkeys this week. And here's the news. James? <laughs> so anyway, so this week, um, there's been a PlayStation <laughs> VR price drop, which I thought you might be interested in. So, What's it down to, 250 It's 259 and so, and what does that include? That's it a discount of ninety now. pounds, and you get the camera, the headset, VR worlds, and Playroom VR. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, at the time of launch, uh, it was three fifty, and you had to buy the camera separate and game separate. So this is, uh, yeah, this is substantially down compared to what I paid. It's about where they were, you know, like before Christmas when they started selling them on discount. It's about the same sort of price that they were then. Which is really good. I mean, I I was happy to pay around that for it. I mean, they've sold. But then what? What? So with the move because it feels like you have to have the move controllers to get the most oh, out of yeah, this thing. You don't have to. I think I, think I don't agree do. with that. No, it depends on what you can play. I mean, for stuff like Super Hot, absolutely, you need the the, um, the move controllers for. But for a lot of other stuff, you can get away with just using the DualShock. It, they work fine. Like Skyrim well, I, was I th- fine. I think you'd be seriously hampered if you didn't have move controllers. Frankly, in what if you want to get the, if you want to get the most out of it, definitely move controllers. Uh, I know. I still think you can get away with the dual shot. It's not too bad. Okay, fine. But how much are move controllers going for these days? Well, like, it, say I was I was to buy this tomorrow and I wanted move controllers. They're I wanted cheap. both. 
size. Yeah, because weren't they re-releasing them or yeah, just like... yeah, they they repackaged them and then they changed like a couple of buttons and gave it mini USB rather than micro USB, and they were like seventy quid for the pair. I mean, obviously they were much cheaper in places like CEX. Um, but yeah, they are not cheap. Still pretty pricey. Now. But no, so I, what do you I think, think this is this is great. This is good. I mean, they've sold two million apparently so far, like overall, which it's not bad, is it, for an add-on, like for, at that price? Yeah, I mean, in terms of VR, this is this makes up forty percent of the VR market. Like this is, and the Nectos is is uh, Oculus with twenty percent of the VR market. So, considering it's a pretty hacky way of doing VR, you know, with like with just basically like move control, move control technology from years ago, and it's just lights rather than the infrared technology that the other two headsets used. Considering it's just a hacky thing, I think they've done pretty well to sell two million. And you know, uh, so support is is good. It's not it's not great. It hasn't like blown blown everyone away, but there are some fantastic games in it. And I think for two five nine, I think it's it's well worth getting. But just don't expect to be playing every single day, or you know. But this is like a, mm-hmm. a slow burn thing, personally. So we, I mean, we've all got them apart from you, Dave. Would you be interested at this price, or is it still too much? Do you think? No, no, it's still too much. I mean, I know that, like, if I had uh, hundreds to spend, I'd be saving it all for an Xbox One X at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I mean, there's not. It's not so much the price at this point. It's just the thinking: how much am I going to use it? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I, I'm not really going to be using it that often. Um, so trying to justify it is is uh, yeah. See, the I problem- could think of if I had that money in my hands right now, I could think of a number of other things I'd rather spend it on. Put it that way. The problem I've had with it so far is that it's like it's it's because the thing is, is it's not difficult. Like with the because I've got version two and it's really easy to set up. You just plug in like two cables and then it works like straight away. It's actually one cable and it's fine. But it is still there is still like this sort of like friction for doing it that you don't get you know like in the evening when you come home from work and you're just tired or whatever and you just want to play a game often you just want to sit down in front of a tv because it's just less hassle putting all this on and like sitting in front like because when i play it like you have to sit on like a chair basically you i can't sit on like a sofa like to play it because it doesn't pick you up properly and it's just hassle like doing all of that and it's it's really cool like when you're doing it but it's just hassle to get it all set up and like play it sometimes you just want to lay lay down and just play games and it's just yeah i mean the amount of rocket league games i've played because i couldn't be bothered to get up and put anything in my console is uh is unreal and that's pretty pathetic for a human being but there we go that's where we are in 2018 boys that's where we are all right okay so next we got i mean we're going back to sea of thieves again um and because apparently it's the fastest selling new ip of the xbox generation well, well worked out there. You've really scheduled this news correctly. Um, what do you mean? Yeah, where, I mean, where would that have gone, Dave? Where would that right have gone? Right next to the other Sea of Thieves story, I Why? guess. Why? Because but, um, yeah, but there was no, no, no. Okay, this is bullshit now. Because the thing is, right, is there was other things in that feedback between the Sea of Thieves stuff before we started talking about this. So how no, am I, so what fault. am I supposed to do? Right, there okay, that? no, I accept that. I accept that. It's Matt's fault. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so what, what what other games is it comparing to? I mean, well, I can't really think of any major um, new IPs to come out on the Xbox. This this is the weird thing, because there was some confusion over this, because the original tweet said that it was the fastest-selling first-party new IP of this generation, which kind of indicated like it was the fastest-selling across like all all of the platforms. And that would yeah, mean well, we that it's that like outsold Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff like that, and like done better than that. But then... They still haven't really clarified that, but Aaron Greenberg from uh, Xbox has said it's their. He said it's our most successful IP of this generation, so that would indicate that it is the Microsoft thing. I mean, either way though, it's done really well. 
And it's the best-selling uh, Microsoft game on Windows 10 as well. Um, but like you said, I can't... I mean, there's not really a lot of competition, though, is there? I mean, I can't really remember that much stuff that's come out this generation from Microsoft that's been, like, new, that's been, like... Recore is pretty much it, there's it? Rec- well, There's Quantum Break as well, isn't it? But that's, Quantum Break, of course, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that didn't do too well. None of those really, like, fired, did they? So no, and the rest. Uh, and then you had what was the the one with the crazy monsters that were orange and shit, and it had a wacky grind. Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and that was a launch game, so you know that's always going to have lower lower sales or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm okay. All right, fine. I mean, it's doing well, um, but it, things tracking this stuff is getting so complicated now. It's like how? What does that include? Does that include any of the the Game Pass stuff and the Game yeah. Pass stuff? Does it include? Well, yeah, it's it's hard to really track how well get how well that game's doing. I mean, um, it would be really interesting to see how many people p- continue playing after that trial expires. And it's like, but we're never going to know that, are we? Because they're not going to tell no, us probably because it's no, no, no. But it's no, keep it quiet. No. Okay, okay. So the last bit we have got here is about Granger Games. So you were talking about them earlier in the news and. It's all gone badly for them uh, because on the 29th of March, uh, they're all 67 of their shops have been closed down, and it's kind of sad because there's been there's been no closing down sale, no detail about unfulfilled orders. There's like now 400 people were employed over those 67 stores, and they've all been like laid off or whatever. And all the people that are pre-ordered had like ordered stuff, they can't get through to like cancel or sort all that out. And it's, it's interesting because I was contacted by a former employee of one of the Granger stores who told me that, like, the whole of this process, it, like, from the from when it, they, like, it began to, the, like, with the shutting down, took place just over, like, about a week or so, which is, like, it's, it's pretty quick. And it all began with some of the stores being closed because they had their credit line reduced. So, yeah, because I, I well, this is particularly bad. If, if the reports are to be believed... It wasn't actually Granger Games' problems. They they suddenly just had a freeze on their their loans and credit, right? They, mm-hmm. Stuff like money that they relied on didn't exist anymore. It, it sort of rug got pulled from underneath them, um, and a lot of it was down to the market suddenly getting worried about you know retail because of what's happened to the likes of Maplin and um, Toys R Us, mm-hmm. and so it it seemed a little bit sadder than your usual hey the company was shit and it went under yeah it seemed like that actually they had a business plan and it got pulled like the rug got pulled from beneath them because it's weird isn't it because we didn't really hear some i mean like game you're always hearing about game like there being problems with game and now it's you know got issues and stuff but with granger it never seemed to be that you know, like the kind of that bad. I mean, the source that I had like said about this, like because they they said. That, so what is this? A source summon an ex employee. Yeah, we need to acknowledge this. Well, this okay. Well, this this is this is, this is like an ex employee um, of the of the of like one of the stores. Like content made to tell me this, but they wanted to remain anonymous. Like, they this were. is after you, you you put out a message asking yeah. for anybody involved, yeah. right? Listen, man, you got a lot of shit in this episode, but you've gone out and done some proper journalism, so a lot of respect for a you, mate. Fair point. That's a fair yeah. point. You actually went out. And come I'm out. not joking. Like, there's no other podcast doing that. They're just getting their their news straight from their own website if they're on a website or anything else. You've actually gone out and done the the real job. So you know, and you fucking work hard and you got kids. So fair play, mate. Yes, Thank you, John. You, you, uh, John, uh, you're absolutely right, and I'm wrong for not actually bringing that up. You're absolutely right. The, well done, James. Well done, so James. I want to hear what. What have you got? What have you got out of this? Well, like, what what were they saying? Well, also, I mean, the other thing that happened was that um, 
they the staff were told that investors were coming in to look at the stores. And so when the initial number of stores were closed, um, they were kind of told that there was maybe going to be a lifeline and that things would be kind of okay. But the source said that they were all very sceptical about this at the time, uh, whether this was true. I mean, from my own experience, I mean, I worked for a company once where this, a similar kind of thing happened that it just collapsed. And we were told like all the time, oh, there's investors coming, there's investors coming. They're very. If it's got to that stage, there really is. It's usually like kind of gone too far. Um, but then, then they were the staff were then contacted and they were like told to come in to just like help pack up the stores and that they'd be paid until the end of that month. So this would have been like the end of March. So that that was like a couple of days ago. So that that's a bit kind of you know a bit mean or whatever. But um, also the other thing about this that was that seemed particularly bad from the person that contacted me to me was that the the company didn't really communicate hardly any of this like to the staff members. Like they found out about it through Twitter and Eurogamer, you know, that what had happened and that they were being sort of shut down. And since the closure, nobody's contacted them about like P45 or anything at all. It's just, that's kind of it. But I mean, prior to this also, there was... So they they technically don't know that they're unemployed yet. Is that what you're saying? I imagine so, yeah. But I I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that. But yeah, it seems kind of that way. There's not really been any contact. And But they also told me that some stores... Like before this had kind of began, uh, kind of begun, some stores weren't giving cash refunds on like forty items either. They were like doing doing everything in credit notes, and so you know, like if you went back with something that was broken, they were like, okay, well, we're not going to refund your cash. We're going to give you a credit note that you've got to spend inside the store. I mean, that that but kind like of in- right now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you know, kind of right now. And also the other thing that they told me, which is particularly just sounds horrible i mean uh, you know we've got to say you know this we can't verify a lot of this but this is this is kind of what we what we were told but they the management called this like the stores and asked the like the staff members like when this was all sort of going down before to contact people and tell them that, that their pre-orders wouldn't you know wouldn't get their money back so they had to like phone people God, and tell awful. i mean can you imagine how awful that would be like just phoning people and saying yeah that that money you put down you're not getting that back and yeah they were like yeah we've got a lot of abuse you know for that and i mean also, I mean, the main thing from this was the source said that they were particularly shocked by the closure because they have they had like weekly news bulletins all the time and they reported that things were going really well, like over Christmas and things seemed fine. And the management didn't really seem to let on that there were any sort of impending problems. So it was really a bit of a, a bit of a shock. It's just well, I mean, as I say, from the report I read, I don't think the management knew that there were any <clears throat> problems. It's it sounded like they they were set up <clears throat> in a certain way and mm. funding got cut. Like yeah. out of nowhere, uh, due to the market being so worried about, and these things happen. Mm. You know, it, when you're when you're relying on a market doing well, suddenly everything can just stop. It happens in my industry all the time. Mm. You know, there's a there, there are holes in Canary Wharf where funding gets cut. So like they've built basements and stuff, and you know, the, there's no no money to actually build the rest of the fucking building so it just it just stops mm. it's it's horrible and it's a horrible situation to be in and what's even more worrying is you know more and more jobs are getting uh like the idea in how industries are going now is reduce staff like reduce staff and get more work done and it's easier to do with technology you know it's way easier to do with technology is why amazon's so big and uh, with the high street just plummeting and it has done for about 10 years now like it's done for but it's been like this for a long time mm. um it is worrying because it's like you know there's going to be unemployment rates just gonna go fucking through the roof especially if the high streets like properly crumble 
Um, I just hope this isn't the start of, of more stuff. And obviously, if you work for Granger Games and you listen to us, um, what I was referencing earlier wasn't a dig at that company. It was more a dig at what they did at the GMAs one year. And if you you just have to Google it to find the full story. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's horrible. And we feel like I've been through redundancies in many places before, and it's just a shit horrible time and it still affects me now like that feeling of going through with these you know closed door discussions from managers and stuff it sends chills down your spine you're just waiting for the tap on the shoulder and the worst thing about that as well is always like the hope as well that maybe things will work out but then you not sure if it's going to and it's just it's just horrible when it's when it's like that i mean the worst thing with this is like is the fact that like they told me that it's it was the like lack of communication though like especially like being told like you know, to call customers and tell them you know that their pre-orders weren't going to be fulfilled or whatever. But then, but they they didn't tell them why that was, so that they staff couldn't tell people why. And it's like that's a horrible situation to be put in. It's just that's yeah, not as good. But it is. just hope all the people affected can move on. You know, it's just really terrible. But yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, any more? That's about it. That's that, all that, that, that is it. But I've just remembered another big news story that we didn't mention that they've um, conf- here he goes. He's in again. I know. He hasn't. I'm learned, getting sick he? of this. But go on. What is it, Matt? This time, go on. Is it? <laughs> a, is it about Fortnite? If it's about what, Fortnite, John, I'm going to be furious. John, go well, hold on. Slow down, John. Let's go yeah. quiet. Me and you go quiet. James can discuss the news story with Matt because I I, I think this would be very entertaining. Go on. Well, go on, um, uh, over last week, uh, Hello Games have confirmed that No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox One and uh, the Xbox One version is going to have uh, 4K and HDR and stuff is going to include all previous updates that the PlayStation 4 uh, version had. But they've also announced this new big update um, which is called No Man's Sky Next and that's dropping this summer. They say it's the biggest update so far i mean it's got its own logo so that they're clearly big up in a bit in a big way it's not just like here's a new patch dropping uh no other news is um known about 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 the actual patch but i'm quite interested to see and the fact they're big up and they're calling it no man's sky next it's uh it's quite interesting to see what what it's going to be and what it's going to include thank thanks for the press release matt that's um that's great I didn't think there was any point in including that because there was no detail at all. There was nothing to talk about there. All well, you've got it, there is no. All you've got is oh, there's a, a game's coming out on another format next, like you know, later in the year or whatever. We don't know anything about it. It's like what's what else? There was no point in including that story. That's why I didn't use it. I just thought, it was, you know, obviously No Man's Sky, you know, it's a, a rather an infamous game. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about it being on another <laughs> platform. Sorry, you alright, John? <laughs> Yet I didn't have time to mute. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Computer Game Show. It's future games <laughs> media Britless so winners. You must have thoughts on this, surely. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest care. with you. I, they, I, it's interesting to see if it's if it gets a new lease of life on uh, by by releasing it on a new console. But um, yeah, it's a strange one. Like it. I mean, it keeps going. They haven't given up. No have they? way, no. And this is the biggest one so far, biggest update so far. And the last one, um, uh, is it Atlas? You said that about Atlas eight Rises. times. That. Yeah, well, it's you know, Atlas Rises was massive. They Matt. had like base building. Matt. Yes. Matt. When was the last time you played it? Well, it, it, it doesn't matter when I last played it. No, no, no. But you're the only one who keeps bringing it up. You're the one who's really excited about it. So when did you last play it? I don't know. Well, whenever Atlas Rises came out. When was that? I don't know. Like. Back in the last year, how's the Witcher how's going, man? No doing? Yeah, how's the Witcher Matt? going? Well, that's got nothing to do with this game. <laughs> it's, got, it's got something to do with everything. Monster Hunter? How's Monster Hunter? <laughs> I haven't played that for a long time. 
<laughs> right. Shall I tell you what I've been playing this week? Um, so I've been bang on Far Cry 5. Has anyone else been playing this? No. Yeah, man. I've been playing Far Cry 5. Uh, <laughs> not as much as I'd like, but yeah. Um, that is a game that I could play for... I mean, I must have put about six hours into it this week already. Mm. And it feels like I barely scratched the surface. Yeah, I think I probably... Probably similar... Similar amount of time, maybe slightly less. But yeah, like you, it feels like, you know, super barely scratched the surface. But, I mean, it doesn't, but unlike Far Cry 4 and 3, you've not got a map absolutely drowning in icons either, so it doesn't feel as overwhelming. Does that make sense? Oh, but totally. I don't want to go, I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah, that, that's kind of where I, where I feel about it right now. Okay, so have you read um, a lot of the sort of press reaction to this game, John? Uh, I read a little bit. Um, I've it's more like quotes pulled out of reviews on Twitter rather than reading entire reviews or watching videos or anything like that. Because I knew I was going to play it, so I didn't really want to go and fill my head with twenty opinions. Because it does, it does, it does color you. You know, it does end up coloring your experience if you get if you take on too many other people's thoughts. So yeah, some people like I heard some people like got had some elements of Fire Cry Two, and I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> And then other people were saying that it was a lot like three and four. And then other people were saying, you know, already I'd probably taken in too much and I'm thinking too much rather than just going in pure for me. Yeah. How about you? Um, I, I've listened to a lot of opinions. I've watched some YouTube videos, listened to a lot of podcasts talk about the game. And um, it's, a, it's a funny one because it, it seems that a lot of people were burnt out by Far Cry. Um, and that's something that I can't relate to because mainly... You know, Primal felt so different to me that it didn't feel like a, you know, mainline Far Cry game. It felt very different to those games, even though it was along the same sort of format. Um, You know, Far Cry 4 seemed like the last proper Far Cry game that I played. And and this feels like a big enough step forward from that to feel worthy of the the five number. Um, The main complaint seems to be that the story is not as involving and uh, there's not as big of a focus on uh, the story elements and the, the 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 reason why you're fighting these games as as people were expecting and to mm. some extent i i um i get that like i understand that because the the marketing leading up to this was very much focused on the story and it was very easy to fill the gaps and say okay we're going to learn about this so, cult and we're going to So le- on that subject yeah. on that subject right yeah. i mean i've i've seen a little bit of what's been coming out of america and some threads on twitter here we go thread i'm going to say a bunch of stuff about why i'm right about this subject thread yeah. but um a lot of people seem to be annoyed. Now, this is my perception of this opinion, so um, I'm not quoting directly. Annoyed that it's not basically some anti-Trump game that they kind of got into their mind that it was going to be. Now, this is just this just this is my thought and just how I'm perceiving it, right? So, but from my perspective, they go, okay, so the marketing led them to think that. And I agree that the very first trailers and stuff that came out, literally, I say I said trailers, trailer that came out, the very first thing did definitely lean on that kind of hot button issue and, and lean into that without being specific sorry specific or, or, or too flagrant about it it definitely pushed similar buttons but i would say everything that they released post that in terms of marketing in terms of e3 demos was mm. i mean the one at e3 was just action basically and carnage and co-op buddies and things like that and i didn't really see anything beyond that it felt like people were just making up the stories in their mind and then when the game came out and it wasn't what they wanted it to be they wanted it you know they were fighting a good fight and all this bollocks um, it wasn't the you know on their team or whatever they they they've got up in arms about it. Whereas for me now, 
I've only played four or five hours, and I don't know if I'm about to say what you're about to say, so apologies if I'm stamping on what you're about to say. But for me, the opening is absolutely amazing. I, I was completely drawn in. I thought it's like, I mean, they've always had strong openings. Two had a brilliant opening. Yeah. Three has an amazing opening, you know, yeah. and four, like, they all do. Even the original, which isn't a Ubisoft game. But... um I thought the, the the opening to this was, was really quite something where you're, you know, in a helicopter with some police and then you move into the church where the guy's giving a sermon and stuff like that. It was really affecting, really cool, genuinely intimidating and um, thought-provoking, but not necessarily in the respect that, that, that people seem to, to be crying out for the game to be about. And I do agree, I do agree that they definitely weren't shying away from pressing those buttons with the original marketing and some of the imagery that they've used. So I'm not trying to say that they weren't, but I do also feel that people have created a narrative in their own minds of what they thought Far Cry 5 were going to be, and they've unsurprisingly been disappointed when it's not that game. But I do feel that's slightly harsh on Ubisoft, who I've criticised many times in the past in my career for being disingenuous in their marketing, especially with the original Assassin's Creed. Um, I do feel it's a little unfair considering everything I saw for Far Cry 5 after that initial push was kind of action-based, open-world-based, more systems-based, and less about sort of pushing buttons. That's just, that's my perception of it. But yeah, I, I, don't know I, I, I don't perceive it in the same way. The the, the negative um, reaction to the sort of story elements of the game, I don't, I don't see it that way. And I don't know what you've read, and you might have read different things to me, but I think that the reaction has not been what the game's about as such, but where the game puts its focus. So... Not so much, hey, this is anti-Trump and anti-religion you know, uh, religion and anti-this, anti-that. Because, um, I mean, right, okay, so those of you that don't haven't really followed Far Cry 5, the main idea is that you're a uh, rookie marshal uh, in America going to this place in America. I can't, can't remember the state. I'm terrible with that stuff. Montana. Montana. Um, where a cult, a religious cult has taken over. It's also been completely cut off from the rest of the country. So the rest of the country doesn't know what's going on or how bad it's getting in Montana. The worry is that um, uh, that, um, the, the, it's going to spread to the rest of America. And you're going in there because a video has been released from Montana showing the cult leader essentially kidnapping kidnapping someone. So he's got a warrant on his head and you're going to arrest him. You land in Montana and you see how bad shit has really gone in that place. Um, and you're right, the, 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 the first trailer was very sort of hinting towards the religious right, the far right sort of taking over and what that would be like. I think the main complaint hasn't been necessarily about the points that it has to make. It's that the original trailer sort of seem to suggest that this because far cry games have always been here's a bit of story just to explain why you're trying to kill everyone in this area um and this seemed to uh, suggest that this was going to have the feeling of a sort of bioshock game and there's a there's a sort of um that's not a great way of explaining what i mean but with a bioshock game there's so much story in there everything you're doing in there is in, wrapped up in the story and it felt like that this was going to heavily lean on who the cult were why they built up how they built up and why you know uh, there's such a threat to society uh, why it's a problem to be wrapped up in a cult do you feel if- like it's not done that um no and i i i um I, so think, I kind of, I kind of feel like it has in no, I think, I think it does. It, like that opening, I think is incredible. Like it really yeah. is, and it really sets the the tone for those bits. But 
being a Far Cry game, and this isn't a criticism, I think I am slightly disappointed there's not more of it in it, but a Far Cry game is an open world game where you go and do what you want. You go to, you know, um, outposts and wipe them out. You do this, you do that, and there's, 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 there's some great mission structure in Far Cry games, but because they're so mechanically based, because they're so based on, you know, okay, there's an area that I've got to take over, or here's a puzzle that I need to go and solve, and you can do them as and when you want. It isn't a linear experience. The 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 story focus parts are few and far between. So okay, so I think where we're we're disagreeing ever so slightly is I think you're talking about plot and I'm just talking about a general story that they're trying to you know like the the universe that they're trying to tell the world that they're trying to tell so I agree with you 100% that after that opening I've basically seen no plot like nothing's happened yeah yeah but at the same time, every area that I've been to, the characters I've interacted with, like the NPCs, even outposts that I've taken over, I felt like they've all been informing this this world that they've set up. I don't think it's 100% successful. I think some of it's a bit clumsy. And I've certainly had a few like bugs and stuff here and there, which hasn't helped. But And again, I'm, I'm super early. So, you know, please take that, uh, you know, as it is what it is in that respect. But I kind of feel like it has done a better job with that than some of the previous games. Um, actually, thinking about it now, they all kind of do that quite well. Yeah, I don't but think I think that's I don't what think it's it is. down in that respect, but I, I, I mean, I think we're maybe talking about ever so slightly different things. I think, I think, I think the the thing that um, that sort of stands out with this is that when you play through that opening, it's a real sense of fear. These people have yeah. taken over. They're they're scary people, and they will do anything that they can in the name of God to completely wipe out anyone that doesn't think like they do. Right? And they will torture people until they break. You know, it, they're those sort of people. It's scary. And then once you leave that area, that first area, it's like fuck these guys. Let's go blow up their towers. And it was kind of like, well, where's the fear gone? But also, where's, where's the oppression gone? The oppression completely goes, and it's yeah, let's go blow them up. I, now, I don't care because ultimately, and I'll get to this. I fucking love Far Cry, and within five minutes mm. of going, ah, oh, it's a shame they haven't really kept that tension from that opening scene. Um, but, but I can understand why people are slightly disappointed yeah. that it didn't All right. keep so that. So in that respect, there's some definitely some dissonance there, and I agree with that because again, you can't make a Far Cry game and in inverted commas like that opening. It can't be that the no, whole no, of time. Course it can't. Yeah, you're right. It would be exhausting and it wouldn't be so it's give me two seconds, James, mm-hmm. sorry. But I do I still do think that everywhere that I've been in that game is trying to reinforce that 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 concept, even though it's not necessarily giving me the feeling of that, because I'm already starting to feel like a t- kind of Uber commando that's sliding in and shotgunning everybody and yeah, yeah. It, you know, like I feel like Mr. Far Cry like you do in the others. But I I don't think it's it's com- it's a complete jump. That I I still feel like it's doing as much as it can, or it's doing an okay job. I think it's doing an okay job of reinforming that story, that the, the the setting that they're trying to tell through the characters you interact with, through the you know the dialogue, even through simple stuff like the music when you go to the map, which is which is beautiful and really kind of haunting. Um, but yeah, I do I do basically see what you're saying. So sorry, James, what are you going to say? Well, mate? I just had a question about this because I mean. Dave, you were talking about all like the, the fear and all this that's like set up in the story from this. And as I understand it, you're like somebody who's been sent to arrest this person, right? Is do they address why your character wouldn't just leave and get back up from loads of other people? 
Sorry? Do they They leave? try to. Yeah, so what... They try to at the beginning, mm-hmm. and basically it goes wrong, and he can't. He's, he's in a situation where he, he basically can't Leave get and out. get back up. No, leave and get back up. Get more people, you know, yeah. to, to help, to assist. Because he's law enforcement, Oh, because yeah? you can't communicate outside the town. That's what I'm yeah. saying. The town has mm-hmm. been completely cut off from everywhere else in the country. There's a, there, there is a narrative plot reason why right, okay. that is explained within the opening 25 minutes of the game. Um and it's fine. I, I think it's fine. In, yeah, I mean, in that it's respect. a bit so, yeah. like slack jaw. Yeah, of course oh, it is, but, you know, but, but you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. And and there's also a reason why you don't want to leave because you're trying to save people and stuff. So um, there's a reason yeah, for you being fun. there. And <laughs> what, what, I mean, yeah, like, so to go back to the original point, John, although I understand what you're saying about the whole, hey, it, it doesn't trump a Nazi bash, right? As much as mm. we were expecting it to, because those are the hot topics at the moment. I think the majority of the criticism seems to be that, oh, wouldn't it be nice if it really focused on that shit that you had in the beginning? And I'm with you. How do you do that in an open world game? Like where it's constant, yeah. you know, story. But I think um, Fallout manages to do it better, better than this. Like it seems to create that sense of the outs- outside of this town is fucking scary. Don't go out there. Then you go out there and you see what sort of uh, weird stuff is about. And it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it has that tone to it throughout. Whereas this, it goes from, oh my God, this, this whole state is completely screwed and it's you are an outsider to let's fly around and blow shit up. No now, doubt, no doubt. And it does do that. And yeah. I think it would be to the game as a video game's detriment if it didn't. Yeah. But I, I do take that point, definitely. I just think, one, I, think, I do think that what I've heard and seen does kind of... Um, it is to the point where I think people. What I was saying, you know, I think people wanted this like anti anti right wing simulator, and it's not what they want it to be because it's actually from what I'm playing so far, far more like spiritual and very, very, very drug heavy. Um, like the other Far Cry games, actually, that's that's a theme that runs throughout them. Um, you know, a lot of like trippy shit. I'm already like hallucinating in the game even this yeah. early on. So that's something that was obviously not in any of the, well, I don't think it was in any of the marketing that I saw, but it's leaning much more into that kind of weird culty vibe. That, did you watch, um, what was that brilliant program with Woody Harrelson and Matt, what was it fucking called? True Detective, the first series yeah, of that. Yeah. Did you watch yeah, that? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, with it, like the weirdness of the the Louisiana cult and that in the, the, they delved into in certain points in that and that they, they, there's vibes of that as well. So again, I, I agree. Like you're running, you're driving down the street, a bear's running down the street, something just exploded, someone's bugged out running into a tree. Like it's a fucking Far Cry game. It absolutely is. And so tonally, it's all over the place. But I still think that they're doing a decent job, uh, a 6 out of 10 job. I'm not saying the game's a 6 out of 10. I think they're doing a 6 out of 10 job of trying to um, maintain what they're what they're setting up narratively. I, I, I've been okay with it. Okay, uh, yeah, I and I've yeah. been okay with it. I've been okay with it as well. Like, I'm, I, what I'm trying to do is, is, like, I can understand why people were slightly disappointed with that aspect of the game. That being said now we've addressed that my god is it a good far cry game like one of the best i've played so far it's i think so yeah it's so much fun to play so much stuff is happening the the variety in the missions has blown me away because what this doesn't do and what what the what the other far cry did uh, games did was you open up a tower and it's like here's all the shit to do in the area go and do it this it forces you to go and speak to characters a hell of a lot more. So you're getting a lot more yeah. dialogue and um, 
uh, whether you believe that that fits in with the rest of the narrative or not is uh, is your call. Um, but it forces you to sort of go on strings of missions rather than just hear all the bits, go and do what you want. Um, although you can come across stuff and then suddenly change your direction of interest and, and, and take that stuff on, you're free to do that and that's all cool. But the fact that one mission leads on to the other f- makes me sit and play it for hours more than I've intended to when I've sat down. And that's always been a thing that I've said when I've reviewed games. If a game manages to do that, it's got something. Because there's been games that try and do it and the the, the missions are so... Um, so similar and you know you know exactly what you're walking into that you end up going oh do you know what I can't be bothered and you turn it off but this it mixes things up constantly like there was one where I had to climb a tower and shoot satellite dishes and I'm thinking I know what this is it's a puzzle platformer bit which this game's done before and it does them very well for first person games um where you're making your way up a tower and there's a satellite dish right now there's another satellite dish how do i get to that bit there okay i climb up here blah 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 and like i thought i know what i'm getting into here suddenly a fucking helicopter with my mate turns up and they like jump jump and grapple onto my helicopter and I'll swing you around and you can shoot the rest of them. I was like, this is just fun. Then suddenly Mm. I climb up into the helicopter and we're getting chased and stuff. There was a mission the other day where um, it felt like a proper, like... um, uh, sort of dogfight in an aeroplane that I, I fucking loved. It felt like I really had to struggle to sort of shake this plane that was following me to get behind him and then take him down. It, it there was it has all your classic Far Cry um, sort of where the world comes together and just does stuff. There was a bit where I was I was um, like creeping up on a base and I saw a bush just outside the base. And I thought that's a great position to sort of. Um, you know, get people over to me by throwing rocks and stuff, and then I can take them out one by one. And as I laid down in the grass, I heard a rattlesnake and fucking bolted. Then, of course, everyone saw me, and it all kicked off and that. And I just mm. thought that is brilliant. That's that's Far Cry. So, yeah. one one of because one of the criticisms I've heard with this then though is that it's like really similar to like previous games. Does that matter to you at all? Like, are you, it's a Far Cry. It's a, it's a Far Cry game, and like, it does enough does different it, from the other ones to make me feel. So, so there is enough that's like that is different. Yeah, like, with absolutely. That. I've been I've been, I've been in, like kind of heavily in these games for for a while, as as you have, Dave. But yeah. you didn't play two, right? I I didn't play two. No, no. So so two two's like widely lauded and criticised by by some people, and like three and four are sort of more technically proficient games, and they brought in brilliant ideas like the the outpost and like the hunting, all sorts of brilliant stuff. But two had this amazing stuff that that it was it was like kind of inexplicably removed from from games after that where like you, you you'd shoot someone and they could get injured and then other people would come out and they'd like haul off their body or like fucking five minutes after a gunfight this guy would be like crawling up a hill after you he'd lost the power in his legs like these amazing emergent emergent moments you'd also have buddies in that game where like you could be with someone for like 20 hours of a game and they'd save you and you'd save them and they'd just appear at the right moment and then suddenly that person would just die in the game and it wasn't it wasn't story it wasn't plot related it wasn't cutscenes this was just something that happened in the game and like you have to fucking finish them off to put them out of their pain it's like it was, it was just truly groundbreaking stuff that wasn't in any of the other games and they brought some of that back for five you know enemies can get injured it's a lot more 
it's a lot more kind of mechanic, uh, mechanical, a lot more um, less like less organic for for want of a better word. Because you get a little symbol up, and if the the little bar runs out, then they just die. But it's still something. So it's adding a little bit more. And there are you know you 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 get different buddies in the game that you can get in, or you can hire soldiers, and they can get injured, or the soldiers can die and stuff like that. It's not. It still doesn't have quite the amazing emergent moments of two, but at the same time, two didn't have a lot of the slick stuff that three, four, and especially five has. So it's kind of, for me, the best of both worlds. And it definitely, three, three and four to me felt basically like the same game on a different map. Yeah. Four brought in some other stuff, and um, I ended up bouncing off that one just because it just felt so similar. And Primal, again, had a lot of similar stuff, but it brought in some other stuff with the owl. Was it an owl or bird that yeah, you could... Yeah, it was an owl, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same, same thing in, um, in the new Assassin's Creed. And some other, and obviously chucking fucking spears, and it's cool. Uh, whereas this feels like, like, it really feels good to play as well. Like, even the pistol, the pistol kind of feels like the Halo pistol, man. It feels really good. Like, all the weapons feel great. The movement feels great. It looks amazing on the X. But it does, it, like, clearly somebody's been paying attention at Ubisoft. Somebody's gone, okay, like, we need to bring some of this more organic stuff back from 2. 2 took it to extremes. 2, you had fucking malaria that could just hit you out of nowhere. And then you just, like, get really ill. <laughs> you just be fucked two had guns that were jammed what game has guns that can just jam on you in the middle of a first person game so like i can understand why two drove people crazy but for the people who loved it they just played something that was constantly telling stories that were happening through the game systems and you know you know if you listen to me on these these podcasts you know i love that type of stuff five feels like it's bringing some more of that stuff back and i'm very happy about that plus i mean it's exactly like dave said with the animal with the animal and it created a story like that. That's what Far Cry does better than oh, any other God. game. I mean, and the other day, right, um, I had a mission where I had to go and save three hostages. I don't know if you've done that one yet. Um, but we had to get into a base, save three hostages. And mm. the idea was is that you didn't have to save. To complete the mission, you got to save one hostage, right? If all yeah. three of them die, it's game. It, like, you start yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, I did do that one, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if this, if this happened to you as well. I'm going to be gutted. Yeah. Um, but I was, uh, so I managed to save all three of them. They were getting baptized and, uh, you had to go and take down a, a, like three or four enemies, save the three, uh, hostages and then make your way to like some, uh, like some camp where they could just like heal up and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I saved all three of them and I was like, yes, okay, right. This is it. You know, um, I, I've, I've smashed it. Then I'm making my way to where the hostages are supposed to, you know, hold up, but I ran too far. And it, it said to me, you're going too far ahead, you know, back up. Because I was right at where they needed to be. So I thought, okay, right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll back up, go and see him. The moment I turned around, there was a bear stood up right behind me. Like, totally scared the shit out of me. Massive bear right behind me. So I shot it in the face. And it, instead of going for me like I thought it would, it ran off. And I was like, oh, fuck, he's running in that mm. direction. That's where my hostages are. By the time that I make it, made it back to one of the hostages, his face was getting eaten off. And the, the other two yeah, were Yeah, no, this right. definitely, definitely didn't happen with me. I've had a bear run off like that, which was cool. But yeah, no, that, that definitely didn't happen. So anyway, I managed to shoot the shoot the bear off and I was like there was part of me going oh no technically I failed because I didn't get all three of the hostages to the end but part of me just thought no that was my story for that one <laughs> like I managed to save all three of them but one of them got eaten by a bear and had I not shot that bear in the face and just run somewhere and taken my time for hunting it then they would have survived but instead because I panicked and shot him in the face he ran off and, and ate my mate's <laughs> face off it was just that stuff I, you come away from it going Joe what 
that is just Far Cry summed up. That's why I love these games, because anything can happen. You can plan a whole thing. You know, you can have this whole plan in your head about what's going to happen and how you're going to go about doing something. But if there's a fucking bear in the mix, mate, you don't know where it's going. Yeah. And of course, I've had those moments where you're, you've seen an outpost and all of a sudden a cheetah's running in and just ripping people to shreds and shit or whatever it is. Some sort of like big cat is just killing yeah, everyone. Yeah, like mountain lion type deal. Yeah, it's whatever. just... Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what it is, yeah. It's fantastic. And, it, you know, it has that fear as well where you can get in some water in that game and like you're crossing a stream and there's always in the back of your mind... If I get to the bank, is there going to be a fucking alligator ready there to just like rip my face off? It's just, it's wonderful. It's 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 everything I love about Far Cry, um, and it's made some really smart changes. There's been a lot of um, comments about how it's the progression system's not as good. That, that whereas before it was like buy kill five bears and get their skins, and then you can make a wallet, you know. Um, and in this, it doesn't do it. It's more sort of challenge base, kill 20 people with this type of gun, do do this and and you'll get perk points and then you spend those perk points. Um and I must admit the stuff that I've spent my perk points on haven't it hasn't really felt like it's had a major effect on my gameplay uh, as of yet. But then I'm starting to look at that perk tree in a different way now. It's not even a tree, it's kind of just a grid and you can just pick whatever you want. Um but there's things like, you know, uh, unlock a second main weapon. I can't wait for that because the, I, I do get a bit bored just running around with a pistol and an assault rifle. Um, I'm looking forward to, like, getting another... Yeah, that's uh, a weird weapon. one, right? I mean, yeah, that you can only have one proper weapon at a time until you get a fuckload of upgrade points. I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's not a fuckload either. It's, like, seven, and you'll earn that in no time. You can unlock that. I suppose that. so. But then the so. ones that you want straight away is the grapple thing and the wingsuit. Like they're they're just two essential ones that you yeah. that you spend your thing on. So I think I need one more, and then I can have another gun. Um, uh, but I get it. Like that's fine. It's a way of you uh, building up. the The only real thing that I don't like about this game is how the I th- I mean I assume it's got micro transactions. It's never actually turned around and said buy in game currency to yeah. me. But when you go to a shop in any other Far Cry game, you had a shop for your weapons, you had a shop mm. for your items. Yeah. You know, you sell stuff and blah blah blah. In this, it brings it into the main menu, so it's kind of like okay, I'll yeah, go yeah, to yeah. the shop and it's so like buy a car. Did you play? Did you play Assassin's Creed Origins? Uh, no. Okay, so basically it sounds... From, I've seen this too, obviously, in the game, and it does seem like it's the same thing that they have in Origins. Origins has microtransactions and loot boxes in there. They're, they're basically put away. They're out in the corner, and they're just for people that want them. Um, this Far Cry doesn't have loot in the same way the Assassin's Creed does, so I assume it's just like a second currency to, to get stuff quicker. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, but it doesn't... like Even in Origins... Um, they, you know, they, they, It has a whole loot box system, a whole loot thing, but it's really... in, un, in, in unintrusive yeah it doesn't affect you know it's not being yelled at you it's not bothering you it's not like in um the second what's the the fucking lord of the rings game shadow of war yeah. it's not like in that where it's like kind of intrinsic to the to the game and the end game um it just feels like this is what kind of ubisoft are doing at the moment they're like okay listen there's you can spend money if you want um i i don't like it i, I you know once you once you drop your 40 56 quid whatever it costs in your game it's kind of shitty to have that in there, but at the same time, I've said this before, I know enough people have lost their jobs in this industry to uh, to get it at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Ubisoft nearly, you know, nearly shut down, nearly got bought. I, 
I, I get it. I know, it, so it's just it the way it, that it, it's it, yeah. put in that main menu straight away. You know, you go to yeah. a shop in the game and it's like, buy a new car, mate. And you're just yeah. like, oh, come on, man. Just, you know, at least separate uh, it, it out. It sucks because it ends up informing the actual game world and making it worse. Like, you know, it, it damages. You wouldn't see that in a PS2 game that would have been meticulously crafted to create an experience like a Silent Hill 2 or something like that. You know, nothing like that would ever be allowed to penetrate its walls. Whereas nowadays it's more expected that, you know, they, like you said, we, we talked for ages about how they crafted a story, how successful have they been, blah, 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 blah. And then they shit on that completely the second you go into a shop by going, oh, by the way, you're playing a video game. Yeah. But See, um, this, this is what I've always had a problem with with this stuff is the way that it does affect design. Yeah. And From it, an artistic yeah. point of view, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And it's just, I think it's just for overexposure that I've come to terms with it uh, because I just, do you know what I mean? It's like you can only get angry forever for so long, otherwise mm. you're going to spend the rest of your life angry. But yeah, but even with like Destiny, and everyone had a problem with Destiny. It was like, okay, this is the microtransaction shop, right? I get that. Like mm. it's it's in there, it's in the game. Um, I but but it's a separate shop. In here, it's like all rolled into one, and I kind of feel that's where that's where I kind of go. Ah, oh, this is a bit nasty. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, it bothered me for about five minutes, and then I went and shot a bear in the in the face, and that, and I, I was all right again. But um, yeah, there, there, it was the first time where I've sat back and gone, actually, this could be done better. This could be done better. Like separate it out. Don't just whack it all in one menu because that it, it just, you know, if I've chosen not to be a part of that side of things, and I very very rarely buy uh, in-game stuff. Um, then it's it. I just don't want to see it. You know, I I just want it to be like a its own, its own thing, something that I can completely avoid. Mm. I know it's there, but I just want to be able to avoid it. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, I think I think the game has been um, criticised too much for being a Far Cry game, um, and uh, it it suddenly seems like the general you know narrative for talking about this game is that. Far Cry games aren't good, but they fucking are. Like they, they yeah. I love them. I love them, and this is. I mean, if it carries on the way it's been going, if it if it carries on how different the missions are from what I'm playing, I mean, uh, you know, there, there, there's some shitty stuff in there. Like you keep getting captured and you keep escaping, and it, it kind of feels like, okay, mate, you've done this. You're doing it again. I'm going to escape again. Like it, it, that stuff's a bit shit. But uh, I don't know. It's just I just love these games and 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 the variety of the missions in this. If it carries on doing what it's doing, it's going to be my favourite Far Cry game. Uh, without have, a doubt. have you played bits mm-hmm. or um, utilised other members of your sort of party yet? I, I hear that's a party. Yes. So, so it, it, is that pretty seamless to get someone in and out if they got a different skill set? Oh yeah, totally. It's a piece of piss. You just walk up to them and hire them. Okay. Um, some of them are extremely annoying. Like they'll keep just blurting out the same uh, thing. Have yeah. you had the Have you had the sniper woman yet? That just keeps going, going to a different position, like over and over again. I'm no, like, mate, I, I had to, I had one guy who was just like, cover me here, and it's like, dude, we're just slowly walking down the street. It's like, <laughs> yeah, go. Like, yeah, but but I'm hearing that there, there's a lot of bugs in the Xbox version. People are spawning inside animal cages or with like the wrong weapons and things like that. I know Chet Rovers has had a ton of problems. I've not. 
but you know, there's more than one person on the Xbox version has said that. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm but- kind of. I hope I'd love a patch to come out. I can't play for a couple of days anyway. I'd love a nice patch to come out by Wednesday, Thursday, so I can continue it, knowing that hopefully some of that shit's been ironed out as well. Because that's super annoying hiring someone they don't shut up. That ruins I just, the I game. I just really. hate a dog now. Like a dog barking. Yeah, is fine yeah, for yeah me. I've been rolling with a dog. He's, he's yeah. all right. Yeah, I've got time for that dog. I I can't wait to play more. I'm still very early on. Um, I, I it feels like I am. It feels like I'm really. I'm, I've heard that you can do the main campaign in 15 minutes, but I'm doing so many side quests. John, have you done much of those like enter the bunker things? I done one or two, two got, I think. Yeah, they've got like a really, really like I love them. I like every time I come across them, I really like them. There's like a uh, uh, so it's got these bunkers that people set up. Um, and they've all been locked off to make sure that the cult can't get into them. And they're kind of like mini puzzles. They're not even puzzles, really. It's kind of like, right, how do I get into this bunker then? Some of them are really easy. Some of them are, are really hard. But even those have been like totally varied for me. There's, there's been ones where it's like, it's on a lake. How do I get into it? Okay, mm. I'll swim under and then climb up. There's a hole in underneath it so you can get into this thing. Um, uh, but there was one that I found today... Um, and I don't. Yeah, it's not really a spoiler. It's only one of these bunker things. But um, I was looking at it, and it was like it looked like I was never going to go in there. Like it, it, you know, it looked like it was really locked up. And there was a note on the door that was like saying, "Fuck you, you'll never get into my bunker, and if you do, you'll never get out again." And I was thinking, "What's this about?" So there was a house nearby. I walked into it, mm. and the guy had clearly gone in there and committed suicide. And the key to the bunker was right next to his body. And I was like, oh, blinding. Really easy to get in then. I'll just pick the key up. I walked in, walked down into the bunker, and uh, I had to, like, cut the power to open the door. So I cut the power, but the whole place was booby-trapped. And, like, everything was burning. And I just thought, this is insanely different from all the other ones that I've done with these. All the other ones have been like, where can I get a zip wire to? How can I get up to that place to zip wire down onto the roof and then find a hole and get in? You know, it's that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. This was kind of like, it's it was like bait and switch. It was like, oh no, this one's really easy. No, it's not. Now now you're like really struggling to stay alive. Yeah, I do think Ubisoft are really establishing themselves as like one of the premier uh, sort of open world designers out there. Obviously they've got a ton of experience and you know, they have the, they have the whole thing where everybody slates them for having the icons all over the map and all that sort of stuff but you know to be fair like we talked about they've they've really backed up backed off from that but even if in the games where they do have that if you spend some time just walking around and don't open the map um like the amount of detail and the the amount of like variety that they have in their worlds like origins is open world is fucking amazing this is amazing i thought wildlands um it's a glitchy mess at times but like the variety of scenery the size of it is is incredible i'm hearing um syndicates amazing as well i never played that so uh, um, assassin's creed syndicate that is so i think they they really are kind of like right up there they're not rockstar but they're right up there also the amount but, they yeah. keep going back to stuff as well and just keep like with like with wildlands they've been add, they keep adding stuff to that and improving yeah, it yeah i i think that for that they're the best right now they're the best the way they've looked after for honor the way they've obviously looked after rainbow 6 the way they've obviously looked after the division which is incredible Wildlands, like you say, we've already got to Far Cry. We haven't even talked to you. Have you checked out the arcade mode, Dave? No, God, no. I've not tried that. I'm kind of saving it until I've. I mean, I can't get off of the main game at the moment. I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah, I had a little look, and it's like all this amazing. It's like trials. It's all this amazing, like user generated content, created content where people can create their own, like, sort of. 
uh, it's, it's, they call them journeys so they're like point to point levels um, I played one that was like a Left 4 Dead style zombie outbreak there's multiplayer maps there's people who've created their own outposts and stuff to play and they're all like community voted and all this sort of stuff you know all, uh, like there's a full multiplayer in there uh, they're doing live events starting April 3rd I believe don't even know what they're going to be like they're really really into turning their products into services but kind of doing the best of both worlds I think so that's the other reason why you know you kind of justify the microtransaction side because they mean that you cannot deny that Ubisoft are looking after their properties better than anybody else at the moment. Well I've I, yeah I mean ever since the year that Rainbow Six came out you know they had the Division and they had um, a couple of other games on there um, I, I, I thought yeah they've they've taken a step forward here and I've like yeah. I, an Ubisoft game now I'm excited for okay I'm not into Assassin's Creed or whatever but some of their output has been absolutely stellar Um and this for me, I, I, it's up there. It's it's definitely up there. Um, as much as I can see why people are slightly upset with or or disappointed is probably the right word. Um, with the lack of focus on story, I get that. Um, but I I can't join the whole. Oh yeah, but it's just another Far Cry game. No, Far Cry is brilliant. Like it's brilliant. I think it's true that if you were never into Far Cry games, then this might not win you yeah, over but, I mean, like, if you're not into Far Cry games why are you even thinking about getting Far Cry 5 yeah like, yeah, no is. you're right yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely right um, but uh, you know I love it uh, James have you ever played a Far Cry game um, I played Far Cry like classic ages ago and Far Cry 2 I started a bit of but yeah I've, I've never really it's never a series I've really got into which is a shame because I should because I, be interest- I would like it yeah I don't know if you would like I, I mean Part of me says, yeah, well, absolutely you would. It's just, it, it, you know, it's a lot of fun to play these games. But, um, like, the, I don't know, the Discovery stuff, I, I suppose it's got it um, to some extent. You know, it hasn't got, like, a, a what's this part of the world mean? And, you know, it doesn't go too deep into trying to create the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe that's harsh. I, I think it's a really tough call to as to whether you'd like these games or not. If- but you should... Certainly, give them a go if you're if not If I was going to play it, which one would I start with? Do you think this one? Well, five. Let's start with this one. This one, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, so far, as I say, if it if it carries on the way it's been going, it's it's the best Far Cry game that I've played, um, without a doubt. And I loved Primal, so underrated. Okay, right. That's it. That's all I've been playing this week. We we played a little bit more. Um, uh, a way out. But uh, you stri- but, right, John? Can I ask you something? Yeah, man. We played a way out in the yeah. week. Ever since I've been going, come on, mate, let's play a way out. Come on, and you've been reluctant. Like you said to me the other day, I'm fine. Well, I'm really struggling. Uh, yeah, I'm struggling to find a motivation. Having said that, last night I was like, you know, let, let's play some way out. Um, and you're like, yeah, I'll be there by half nine. And then I got a message. It's going to be more like half ten. And by that point, I was already playing something else and I was halfway through a game of PUBG when you turned up. So I'm right, not blaming okay, you for that. I'm not I'm blaming not, you for I'm, that. That was just life. But, um, well, it wasn't so even life. It was, I'm, I'm terrible, man. Do you want me to tell you like the actual what, what actually happened that night? I'm, this is really bad. I'm sitting on the sofa. Joe and I have started watching Mad Men, right? And I know we're well late to the party and all this sort of stuff. I remember people talk about Mad Men when L.A. Noir come out. You know what I mean? Like, that's how late to the party I am with this, this fucking thing. But we've started watching that. But there gets to a point where it's like half nine. And I'm thinking, now, usually 
Joe goes to bed at 10 and that's my gaming time. And I really enjoy getting on at 10 o'clock and having a little bit of gaming in before bed or whatever. And But recently she's been like half dying. Should we watch a Mad Men? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to put it off. Okay, all right. So we watch Mad Men. And then last night, so that's when I text you, look, I, I could be on from about, you know, half night. Well, it was, I can't remember the times or whatever. But I, we'd watch one and then she was like, I want to watch another one. Like, oh, I don't know. Are you going to be able to stay awake for it? She's like, yep, yep, we're watching another one. And there was part of me was like, just go to bed. I want to play a game. Um, but instead, that's why I texted you and said, no, it's more like half ten now because we watched another one. Uh, but no, we, when you said I'm finding, I'm struggling to put it up, be totally honest with me here. Is it anything to do with me? What? I did like I wasn't... You know what I'm like. I'm fucking paranoid. Was it the fact that I make jokes throughout the cutscenes? Uh, what the fuck are you talking about, you idiot? Well, like, I just... Be, all of a sudden, it was like, no, I don't really... Oh, I'm not, I can't play... They, they, I don't know. There's been some weird excuses recently. I'm just, I'm just making well, the sure... The weird excuse I uh, literally... Uh, I, I, that I asked you to play it yesterday and you didn't turn up. Yeah, yeah. Must definitely be Yeah, but twice be before you. then, I was like, do you want to play, do you want to play a, a way out? I think one of the nights I wasn't even here... And the other one, yeah, the other one, I was like, yeah, I don't really fancy it. I was like, possibly, but then I got stuck into, yeah, to be fair, I got stuck into a game of PUBG. And then when you came on, we had a full team and, and that was that. So, yeah, that was a bit shitty. But Okay. No, it's not shitty. It's not shitty at all. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't, like, ruining your experience of it. Or Dave, I've just spent the last fucking two hours of my bank holiday Monday talking to your ass about Far Cry 5. What are you talking about? No, it's <laughs> not you. I'm just making sure. Wally. I'm just making sure. Well, we, we were running around a motorbike for about 10 minutes and just like... <laughs> that was funny as fuck, yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, James and Matt, you've started your stream for a yeah. way out. So you've played you played around the to the same I think probably the same point as John and I played after our first session. What what did you what did you make of it? Um it was it is interesting because from the trailers and the way it's presented i thought okay this feels a bit like an uncharted style game in terms of how it's positioned in terms of you know animation and and just it's it like a, a very very polished uh game about relationships and uh and and and, and, uh, and the, really is that what you got from the trailer well, i remember seeing it at e3 thinking okay this looks really really good it was quite stylized the way that the characters were, were drawn but yeah it felt like a, a, a narrative game of, of that type, certainly for me. Yeah, that's, that's just the guy's face. <laughs> that's just what he looks like. <laughs> he, had a, he had a massive, massive nose. But um, anyway, so I, I was excited to play this. So obviously, the reviews came out, and it was it wasn't it wasn't exactly smashing in terms of reviews. Um, but I, um, I uh, overall, I definitely had fun playing it. I think it's uh, it's quite it's quite serious, and I think it definitely needs more humour. I think it's a bit bit po faced at points, and I think uh, there were loads of opportunities in the um, scenarios that James and I were playing through where it could have been that could have um, required more. Uh, uh, cooperation Team between up. myself and James, like yeah. much more complicated things. Like there's a bit where where one of you has a wrench and you're sort of sitting in his lift shaft. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if there was a, a bit where you like you chucked it across and the other person had to catch it, up, up in, and if they didn't, it would drop it down the lift shaft. But there wasn't really anything like that. It's all quite simplistic, at least so far. We're only like two hours or so in. Um, so yeah, I, I, it, it it gets more complicated. Good, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. So uh, it it builds up a bit, doesn't yeah, it, John? I mean, it, it, that it, it that took- bit on the river that we did was that was like. Yeah, that that required us both to shut the fuck up and concentrate on what we were doing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it gets there. 
the bit uh, the bit that James and I enjoyed the most probably what was a bit where we were um trying to <laughs> tr- the toilet bit. yeah the toilet <laughs> bit yeah where, where, where you're, you're, James and I are basically in cells next to each other one of you um uh has to get this wrench from the other one uh where there are like guards going past and you have to like, wait for the guards to not be in the way uh, or not be going past your cell basically then one of you has to essentially like give over the wrench and one of you has to uh, you know collect the wrench and then there's a bit where you're un- uh, unscrewing the toilet and again you-, you can unscrew for a bit and you have to stop when <laughs> when a guard goes past and uh i uh, i kept screwing up and then suddenly like guards which um yeah guards, are the going guards past. go past very frequently yeah like, just like, well, because- the, the thing is right john have you seen their stream of it no, I haven't watched it, sorry. But worth watching that bit because I thought we were pretty bad at that bit because we got <laughs> called twice, I think. Yeah. And yeah. just watch those two. Oh, my word. Like, it was like the Chuckle Brothers trying to do it. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, I'm going to blame the camera angles. Uh, Matt, I played Fortnite with you last night and, I, you know, nothing's beyond you now. Go on. Oh, well, you know, I told you, Matt, to your face, so this isn't being mean. I told you, didn't I, afterwards, that was the worst section of, like, sequence of gameplay I'd ever ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, should, should I describe it? Yeah, go on. You can do. I mean, I, I wasn't really, uh, yeah. Okay, you weren't, I don't know what you, how you're about to finish that sentence. But, so, so to be fair, like, Matt and I landed in in Fortnite in duos, and I got killed straight away. So, I haven't really got a leg to stand on. Like, I got I got popped straight away, so I'm dead. So, you know, that fucked me, basically. But, having said that, Matt's hiding in a little barn, and you can hear someone outside. You can hear some footsteps. So, he's like, looking one direction, looking another direction, looking one direction. It's fine, he's looking another direction. I was like, Matt, I think you should... But, you know, like, like whatever. Maybe he's hearing it slightly different to me, whatever, whatever. Then he just goes, oh, I guess that guy's not around anymore. And just starts thinking, okay, there's a chest up there. I'm going to build a little ramp to get up there. Builds the ramp, builds it in the wrong place, <laughs> walks up to the top of the ramp, goes, oh, well, there's a gap there. Uh, oh, well, I'll just walk off the edge of the ramp and fall down. You know, in Fortnite, you can then just build a flat ramp, a flat like thing, and go across to the chest, but, but, but irrelevant. So I thought, okay, he's going to fall down and build a ramp where he is right now to get up to the chest. No, he just goes, hides in the left, and just crouches down and hides. And, and then a guy comes in and builds a ramp that touches the top of Matt's ramp, so basically builds a triangle. He's not seen Matt at this point, so I think, oh, sweet, this guy's coming, and he's not seen Matt, Matt's going to fuck this guy up. So he runs up his own ramp, this guy, and then Matt starts shooting the guy's ramp three times... <laughs> And I'm thinking, okay, I don't really know why you're doing that, but at least you got your gun out. And then he puts his gun away and gets the pickaxe out, which is basically what does about 0.01 HP damage, and starts hacking away at this guy's ramp, and then boom, he's dead. Like, of course. Because the guy's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Bang, 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 and then kills him. And I was like, I've never whooper. seen anything like it. I've just never said that. I mean, what happened? I just, I just panicked. You, you've won a game of PUBG on your own. Like, that is a really hard thing to do. You've also won other games of PUBG. You told me you won a game of Fortnite on your phone. What was that all about? I just what panicked. I, I, like the, the, I'm, I'm restructuring the building. I, I struggled and I was like, the, but also, the, yeah, I got confused. I fucked up. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> John cares because he was on your team. Well, he was already dead at that point. He was after but no, I was already dead. So, like I said at the beginning, I don't have a, I don't really have a leg to stand on this because I was already dead. But I just, <laughs> well, anyway. I, I just yeah. Sorry. Going back to um, uh, A Way Out. Uh, Yeah, that stuff gets more complicated. What you two were doing, I I mean, I can't wait to see what happens later on in the game when you both have to properly play together. We managed to get up the lift shaft, fine. 
That was that was that wasn't too bad at all. No, you didn't. You dived way more times. We dived once on that bit. You dived three times. I, dive, I thought we only dived once on yeah. that. I don't remember dying. No, that many no, times. no. It was, it was two or three times. Either way, because you dived once right, right at the beginning, like we did, and then one right near the top as well. But anyway, regardless, it was fun watching you. My favourite other thing about that stream was how... And we, we did this initially, didn't we, John? And then we, we stopped doing it straight away. Was James was describing everything that was going on on his half of the screen. And <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, sitting yeah, watching yeah. this stream going, James, he can see it. He can see it, mate. <laughs> mate what, what you, okay, I'm in, I'm in the uh, cart now. I've just picked up some sheets. <laughs> and it's just like, James, he can see it. It's a split screen game. <laughs> Which I still think is a bad idea. They shouldn't have done that, you know. It makes it worse. It would have been better if we if you can't see the other person's screen. I th- I kind of agree. I do kind of agree with that. I think there was more opportunity to fuck Definitely. around with each other. And also, it's quite confusing if, in cutscenes where there's like two conversations happening at once. And... Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, because I see you say that on the stream, but we didn't find that, did we? Because it it seems to lower the other side's conversation and raise yours so we well, i found that quite easy to do well i guess in my we didn't have, we didn't I, I was have like trying to listen to both conversations at once to make it but I, I guess at that point it's, it requires the other person to explain what happened in their, their conversation maybe i don't know it just it seemed a little bit confusing but after a while we just sort of just pushed on with it see i think i mean the first hour of the game is really boring isn't it it's it's really not very interesting I, at all. I, it, 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 it eases you in I think, and I think you're right. It is a little bit slow to get started, um, and there are there are bits in our second sort of play session um, where it was a bit like, "Oh my god, why are we doing this?" Um, yeah. But then there are moments where it's kind of like, "Ah, oh, this is actually really fun." So how I, long have you guys played for? The... Four hours then? No, probably about three, three and a half, half, maybe. Okay. Yeah, three and a half. Three. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Not not a massive amount. You I think we're four, about halfway yeah, through the game. Right. Yeah. But there are, I mean, it does become, like, hilarious as well, though. That's that's why I've really started to enjoy it. Oh, God, we were laughing throughout the whole thing. It's it's really funny. Like, especially that, like, the toilet escape was really funny. There's so many things that are, like, illogical and don't make any sense. And just, I don't know, the dialogue is really bad as well, mostly. It's just so incredibly cliche and just... It's rough. Yeah, it's, it's definitely rough. It's really badly written. It's, it's not so good. And, well, this um, is what's so interesting, isn't it? Because one thing that I come up with, like, I can't wait to play it again. Like, I am genuinely really looking forward to playing it again. Um, but there's one thing that I don't quite understand is that the, these guys did Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah, but there's no dialogue in that, is there? Which is the There's the no thing. dialogue in it, but, but the narrative explained, all right, okay, there's no dialogue in it. But the whole feeling, the atmosphere, the, the, the themes in that game are very complicated and very mature. Yeah. And here they they don't seem to be. But it seems do, you, to be do you like... think? Do you think that's because brothers like he's making something that was like from his own like experience or whatever you know that he's trying to express, whereas this is something where he's writing something he doesn't know really. You don't know if Joseph Fair's broken out of prison. You don't know that. <laughs> you haven't looked into that. Um, do you know what I mean? No, I mean like I think John described it perfectly when he said, "Do you want to play cunt and cunt go travelling?" <laughs> I thought that was, yeah, that pretty much sums that game up. But no, you've played Brothers now, right, James? I have. I played it over the weekend. Um, What did you make of it? I played it almost in one sitting, really. And I just, I loved it. It's amazing, like from start to finish. It Um, really, really is, isn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, I was shocked, to be honest, because I I hadn't played it. I didn't know really that much about it because it came out when I was away. And 
I had played a way out and it was terrible. Like, you know, well, not terrible, but, you know, not that great. So my expectations are really low, but then I can really see why people were really excited for a way out after having played Brothers because it's fantastic. It's everything that a way out isn't really. It's just, there's so much sort of like heart to it. And also, it, I don't know, it's, I mean, I, initially I found, you know, like the control, like controlling both the characters, I never felt comfortable with that. But then I think that's probably part of the point. Although it did begin to click sort of towards by the end. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's soon enough you're doing stuff with your pad that you've never done in any other game. Yeah. And that was quite, that what that worked quite well towards the end, yeah. But it's Once just, you've got your head around it. It's just so sort of touching throughout, isn't it? Like, I mean, you got yeah. the stuff with like with the trolls and the giants and all that kind of stuff, which is really good. And just the climbing, like all of, because I, you know, I love the platforming side of it was, was brilliant. But it was the ending as well, because I was really worried towards the end that something like, uh, what can I say? Can I spoil anything here or not? We should probably um, spoil, but. No, well, you're editing this week, so. Uh, yeah, well, no, let's in which do case, no, James, you cannot spoil it. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like, I was worried that it wasn't going to turn out the way it did. And, you know, because I, I thought maybe something would, you know, things would happen or whatever. You but, thought it was going to be a happily ever after story, right? Yeah. And so I was really glad that it wasn't, to be honest, because it was, it was just nicer this way. It just felt. It was so much more impactful, more especially you know, like when you return to the village as well, and you get like that sort of final challenge, and it really hit everything home. Yeah. That was just yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I said. I mean, it's so similar to the ending of it does a very similar thing to what happens at the end of um, Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like the Last Guardian ending, as brilliant as it was, and as much as I enjoyed it, there was part of me going, "Ah, oh, this is just brothers." Like they've taken something from brothers here, and I found this uh, much more emotional. Like, oh, totally, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, it was, it was very, very good. So that's why I was surprised because I, I wasn't expecting that after having played a way out. It was. So um, you didn't, you really didn't enjoy a way out. It's all right. It's. I mean, I enjoyed playing it with Matt because it was a laugh. Like it was fun to just like mess around, basically. But it's not. If I can't imagine playing that and taking it seriously. Like and, it, and no, if you hadn't known it was the same developer, you would never never have guessed it. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, like the escape in it, it makes so little sense. Like what we were doing, like so little of it made any sense at all. But it's just like Matt said, it maybe would have been better if it had been a bit less sort of like po face really about everything. If it had been a bit more sort of like comical, it could have been better rather than making it feel so serious when there's so much stuff that's going on that's just ridiculous. I mean, I just could not stop laughing when you know that bit with the with the trolley with the like the blankets and stuff and then yeah. we got caught by accident and it looked like a jack in the box coming out of that trolley. It looked ridiculous. It was yeah. just so funny. Couldn't stop laughing at that. There was just so many things and like, you know, like going through a pipe and like I went through first, then Matt came in and then realizing that I could back up on him. And it'd be just quite. It just looked funny. Oh god, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. We didn't. We didn't experience that. It was fucking and hilarious. Then the bit where you, like, be- you graciously stopped the fan from going round and let me go through it, and then <laughs> then allowed the fan to start again and chop me up in half. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, just stuff like that. It was that. That was when I started to enjoy it. Especially, I think it was the point at which I started to enjoy it was was the the toilet thing because it was so funny. Like the way that those guards kept on coming every couple of seconds to say go to sleep, and like, they, they just said it so many yeah. times. Like <laughs> they don't look at any other cells apart from ours. It's just it was insane. Also, but, the fact yeah. that you can't even like the other person can't even 
it's not like you can press X to like do another activity or like pretend to go to sleep. You just literally just you can only stand. In stand. <laughs> you just stand like, there eyeballing like, okay, them. Just... Go to the corner, maybe read a book, or you know, be a little bit less conspicuous. It would be fine. But it's just I'll just stand by the gates, by, by, by the bottle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I, also, I like the fact that the rest of the the rest of the prison is also clearly asleep. Yeah, and you just think I can't imagine a, a prison well, ever being that like, quiet. It's also they they switch the lights yeah. out, and then we're like, why that did we just wait? They switch the lights out to do this. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there are a few like cuts in time, and we're like, how? Is this the same day? Is this what's happened here? Like, there's a bit confusing bit when we suddenly got into the bit where we had to like find the blankets. Like, how? So it's mm. daytime now. What? How long have we been in those pipes for? Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's a, there's a bit where you're where you get somewhere, and then it's the next day you're just walking around the prison yeah. again. So <laughs> you just like, oh, is this it, what it's supposed yet? to be, isn't it? Is it's supposed to be you're doing all this stuff in stages, like a bit at a time before yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. make things. But it's not really made entirely clear that that's what you're doing. And no, I know, I know, but like, I know this is what we were challenging. That this is what was challenging about talking about this game last week is how much of the game is like flat out. I'm enjoying playing it. Like and you could say yeah, but that's because you're playing it co-op with a mate or whatever. But then that's the point in the game, and like that's the whole point of the game is to play with a mate. And it's like, like Sea of Thieves, right. isn't it? Yeah, I guess. But then I'm getting more out of this than I was with Sea of Thieves. <laughs> like I'm still really enjoying there's, there's it. More variety in this, isn't there? So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I I see what you're saying. The criticisms are all there, but at the end of the day, I'm coming away really enjoying it. Yeah, so. we had a great time after we'd figured out the the microphone stuff and all that sort of stuff it's like it was great looking forward to going back to it yeah yeah so so we're basically streaming this again thursday night at nine o'clock on our twitch channel twitch.tv slash the computer game show or just follow us on twitter and we'll tweet out when we're doing it but basically thursday at nine we're gonna do some more away out streaming okay all right well then i think that's it right because matt you've only got a couple of games yeah it's just standard stuff you know fortnite dark souls i played fortnite earlier to matt I don't know how you can play that on iOS. It's horrible. Mate, people are, though. I'm seeing a lot of it. It's uncontrollable. I'm seeing a lot it's of just, people play Fortnite on I the phone. I get it. It's, it's horrible. I don't know why anyone would want to do that. Like, I, I just don't understand it. It's like... You've touched now, mate. Yeah, I know. That's it. You're an old man. I, I've got Kirby Star Allies down for yeah. you, James. What, well, what I, is this about? I just wanted to... Because, you know, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I was kind of down on it and not that impressed. But... I I because I, I said on Twitter earlier this week I just feel like I badly underestimated it to be honest because I I got you see I pushed through to the end and who would have thought that a Nintendo game gets better after you finished it <laughs> it's like there's more stuff that happens and then oh, also, right. also like the level design becomes more complex as well later and just becomes significantly more interesting like the whole like the final boss is brilliant and. It's just also they they add like extra game modes which change the whole dynamic as well. So one of them is where instead of like playing as Kirby, like where you can like sort of you know ingest any sort of ability, you just have to choose one, which means then you have to like kind of go through the game. It's it's not like the full game, but it's like you sort of like greatest hits bits for all the levels and stuff, and you have to like get through that using just like one ability instead, which means you have to like approach it in a different way and like plan differently and stuff. And it's it's really good. Like I I'm. I was really done with it, 
like when I was about two thirds of the way through, I thought I I can't wait to get through this, and I'm maybe I'll just give up and sell it. But I'm pushed through to the end, and it, it really actually becomes good. I really am enjoying it now. Uh, oh god, I can't wait! I really want to buy it for Harry. He's so into that demo. He's still playing a demo, and I'm, I really want to buy it for Harry. Yeah. So if you reckon it's worth that, then I'm just gonna go out and buy it. I think. I think so. Forty five quid at Argos. It's it's better than I thought. Honestly, it's um I I really was like not that impressed. But then and then afterwards, once you get towards the end, they start like chucking out all this nostalgia stuff as well, and it's just like, oh, this is great. This is, this is really nice, and the music's brilliant, and yeah, it, it's still yeah definitely worth going through. And you've you've also been playing uh, Yaku- more Yakuza Six. Yeah, I'm I'm near the end of that now. It's um yeah, I'm I'm pretty certain I'm near the end. And better, uh, better or worse than zero? Um, different, I guess. But I don't great know. answer. No, no, because I, I don't really know how to answer that because there's a lot of things which are different about it because it's the story in this one feels significantly more focused than in the other ones I've played so far. There's a lot less like wacky and funny stuff that's like obvious. You you really have to kind of look for it this time compared with before. But I think that's just part of the tone of the the main story because of like where it's kind of going. And I'm really worried that it's heading towards a tragic conclusion, and I just don't want that because. Like Kiryu, the main character, is like he's my favourite video game character of all time at this point, and I I just don't want anything bad to happen to him because it's brilliant. But yeah, I should be finished. How do you compare him to Mario? Yeah, it's Mario. Mario is not the dragon of Dojima. You know, it's he's just amazing. I want his tattoo, David. I want that tattoo. Oh mate, have a word with yourself. The massive tattoo tattoo. on my back. You know, like on my hairy back. Get it, (laughs) James? Don't do that. Get it. Do it, James. Do it. <laughs> Don't listen to Dave. Get it. I definitely would pass out if they were doing that. It's massive. Have you seen it, John? The tattoo? Uh, no, but uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure it'd be horrendous. It's it do, is but... awful. And imagine if you've got a bad tattooist as well. It would look ridiculous. Well, don't get a bad tattooist. Get a good one. Yeah. That's, that's a good solution to that problem, isn't it, James? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Get a good yeah. one. Get, I'll, I'll get a good one, yeah. Imagine if I asked a man at a bus stop to do it. God, it would be terrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, James. Yeah, get a good one. Um, all right, should we get on to emails then? I, I can't believe this show is shot by so far. I've just looked at the time and we're, we're nearly two hours. Just, it's nuts. Yeah, shot by. <laughs> get on with it. Let's hear your emails. Yeah, it's email something. If you want to email the show, it's uh, the computer game show at gmail.com. I have put the emails in the wrong part of the doc, which has confused me, but I found them. Right. Starting off with, uh, sorry for the long email, feel free to cut the absolute shit out of it. So, Sea of Thieves, right? I totally understand a lot of what you guys said last week and agree that the early quests have a lot to be desired, but it's the most fun I've had with a video game in years, and I thought John's attitude to it was, in his words, a bit pathetic. I love that over the last few nights I've been able to log on and not worry about having to keep up with friends, stats and gear. Uh, I just jump on, have everything I need to play and crucially don't have to worry about being on every night for this to be the case. Look at Dave having to play a million hours of Destiny 2 on two consoles in order to find a raid party because not everyone was on the same level. You told a story about how much fun you had playing before you lost your gold and then John considered the night a complete waste. My focus there would be on the fun, not the lost gold. That being said, the quests need more work, although they do get more complicated and the combat is poor at best, but the lack of progression hasn't been an issue for me. I'm treating the, uh, the game as a kind of second life as chat room. 
Uh, blah, 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 blah. That side, I love this show and normally agree with John's opinions. Arms is the best, so keep up the good work. Also, good luck to Matt in finishing Monster Hunter World, The Witch 3, Dark Souls, and Inside in the next few <laughs> weeks. So, uh, uh, we can all see you guys play Sea of Thieves together. That was from uh, Bitter Toad. Um, yeah, like, I, I understand what you're saying. And then, like, by all, you know, if you like the game and you're having fun with it, then, then all power to you. Don't get me wrong. I think that, you know, it's not just the fact that there's no progression system. I just feel like there's just nothing. There's no hook, and the reason I got annoyed about the fact that there's no progression system is because they made such a statement about there being no progression system. They made such statements. They 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 really, like I've said this before, they stuck their flag in the ground and they said, "This is what the game is. We believe multiplayer games like this should be like this." And then they just provided fuck all. So that's my problem. Like I actually kind of admire it. I like like you like the idea that I can sack it off for you know a week, two weeks, jump back on and and, and be leveled up with everyone. That's fine, but. I mean, I made myself pretty clear last week, I think, but you know, like it's, it's, it's I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna jump off my my initial thoughts. I, I, I think their mentality around that game, I think their thoughts around that game, I think their 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 kind of politics around that game. And I don't mean like you know, like fucking parliament politics. I just I, that 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 is just that's just how I think, man. That's just that's just how I think. Well, there, there's, there's an interesting point that you made there, where you said you told like a funny story. Um, and uh, just before you lost your gold, mm. and I'd be focusing on that funny story rather than losing your gold. But what what you might not have picked up on when we were talking about it, and we didn't highlight it when we were chatting about it, is that yeah, there was this story of being hunted down by this guy, and it was funny, and we were for like we were going, oh my god, he's on the boat, and all that sort of stuff. That was great. But if you remember what we said, is that by the time he chucked the crates off of the boat. We were saying that's over an hour's worth of stuff we were doing just down the pan. And as you say, why don't you just focus on the the stuff that happened when he was stealing your, your gold? But the point was, we'd put in an hour before then and none of that fun was happening. It was an hour of, let's go to the yeah. island. We're at the island. Dig up the chest. Have you got the chest? Yep, yeah, I'm on the boat. Yeah. An hour of that. Yeah. And it was and that, I get it, like we, we could have gone back after one trust, we could have gone back after two two instead of having three, that's the risk reward. Well, I get it, I get it, I get it. But even the fun funny part where he was stealing our chest was like it was kind of funny, but then he stole our chest and then there was a, like a good another forty five minutes that we kept playing, trying to get rid of this fucker or trying to get another chest where he just kept coming back and fucking us up and or, you know, just irritating and it was just like, Well, what are we doing? Like, literally, what are we doing with our evening? This is just... Yeah, and the, the word missing from there when it comes to risk-reward is also balance. So everyone's got to have a risk-reward uh, situation yeah, going on. When no you're risk. getting attacked, yeah. they, there needs to be some risk on them. Mm. There needs some, to be some sort of deterrent for them to not attack. Like, they, they have to... Like, if they'd attacked us and we'd have killed him and he'd lost all the items on sh- his ship if he had any, or if, if he lost some gold as they'd spoken about before then brilliant we've killed him we've done with him fine he's risked something to try and attack us he's lost fine that's great but there was no risk for him to just continuously come and try and even something like i get it where people are like well you know if you get fucked over then and you lose gold even worse and yeah absolutely but i just 
literally just popped into my head I don't even know if it's a good idea but like what if you had a multiplayer in the game where every like successful chest that you do or you know like without dying you just get like a combo multiplier so you get more out of those chests and if you do die you lose some of that multiplier you lose the whole multiplier so you you know you risk your 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 multiplier again you could still get guys who've got no multiplier and stuff like that but just something something yeah i mean that that, that is something but it doesn't resolve all the problems because it doesn't it doesn't you're then you're then saying okay but to get those chests you're not doing something that's fun enough to do yeah that's that's yeah that's the other point that was my biggest problem with the game was that those missions are boring they're not interesting at all to do and these there's been all these comparisons that people make with like destiny and stuff and okay with Destiny, when it first came out, there was like sort of limited like enemies and stuff like that. But the core gameplay, like the shooting, was still really good. Like it was still really fun. This is not. That's why I played that game for you know hundreds and hundreds of hours. Shooting things in that game feels incredible. That's why I kept going yeah. back to it. And shooting skeletons oh, in just... this does not. It's it feels no, awful. No, fighting skeletons in this is just a joke. Um, and you know, as I said, it's not. Someone else said to me, I think it was Athene Allen saying, oh, I've, I find it ridiculous that this whole idea that progression is the only thing that makes a game good or whatever. I'm um, sorry, I'm sort of paraphrasing there because I, I can't remember the actual tweet, but that's not the problem. If you're not, for starters, this game does focus on progression because it's offering you loot as a reward for, for um, well, not even loot, it's offering you gold to spend um, as a reward for doing tasks in this game, so it is focused on, hey, here's your reward, spend it in the shop. And but when you're not replacing, I don't know, you take the loot out of it completely. If you're not replacing it with anything that's entertaining enough, then why are you playing the game in the first yeah, place? Yeah, the core cool gameplay and loop isn't compelling enough. Then loot or no loot, it's just not going to be enough to keep you all playing. No, no. Uh, and then uh, to add on top of that, the fact that the loot is not, or what your reward is not interesting enough, then that's it. It's like, okay, that's why we had a, such a big problem with that game. Yep. Okay. That's probably that, isn't it? Yep. All right. Moving on. Hi, guys. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, just like to say how much I love the show. And since Cheers. making a New Year's resolution back in 2016 to play more video games, I've succeeded fantastically with your show's guidance. Uh, nice. I'm just finishing off the incredible Persona 5. Thank you, James. And afterwards, think that I should trust James further and give Yakuza a try. Which of Yakuza 5, 0, or 6 would James recommend to a first time player looking to jump into the middle of the series? Uh, he, he keeps goes one second uh, also one thing that's been bugging me since the game of the year show Farpoint is a great VR shooter I'm with you Matt Genu- genuinely was on my game of the year list as well with the aim controller it's amazing and I haven't felt as much of a badass in a shooter since Halo 2 really think the letdown is the ability to buy the controller and game for a combined reasonable price if you can find the controller at all anyway awesome work your opinions and then John's a great addition blah blah blah, blah. so yeah James James what's the uh, what's the chat uh, zero go for that first yeah that's the best way to go how big are these games, cool. James? Is it is this is it like a fifty or sixty hour game, or could you get it done in twenty you or thirty? Can, you can do it in less than twenty. Oh, okay. Like cool. If you're just if you just want to focus only solely on the main story, you can do it in less than twenty. Well, if that's the case, I played quarter of it, and oh, you're saying I didn't give Matt. it a chance. Come on, don't start, Dave. It's nonsense. Go on. Just call me Matt. Yeah, by accident. I can dare you. <laughs> I can dare you. Next question. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Hey fellas, each of you is to appear on a special video game edition of MasterChef. What video game inspired themed slash themed dish are you going to cook to impress the judges? Make it tasty. That's from Ben. Video game... Uh, oh my god. I hate video game related because like I can never think of anything good. It's just I, I will say well, it'd probably be one of those skewers from uh, Breath of the Wild. Surely they they always look really good. The spicy, even the mushroom skewers. I was like, yeah, I got mate, time. Yeah, for let's a get. Have you seen the the food in Monster Hunter? Yeah, I was gonna say no. that. Yeah, that, that, that always looks yeah, mate, mouthwatering. Just, it looks so fucking good. Yeah, like these steaks on skewers, and like you know, you ever been to a Brazilian restaurant where they bring out the steaks and they cut it off? Yeah, oh yeah, gotcha. you have the little car. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like that, and fucking lobsters and shit. It just looks ridiculous. So yeah, all that. Uh, give me all that. I, I I'll tell you something. The best looking food in a game ever is uh, Pikmin. The fruit in that. Now, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a massive fruit fan, but my word, the fruit in that just looks extremely tasty. It does. Are you sure it's not the eggs in heavy rain? Uh, the eggs in heavy rain looked foul. <laughs> the word is foul. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> rough as old arseholes. All right. Last letter. Uh, evening, chaps. Quick pod question. Considering both games and extended fiction books, uh, uh, sorry, extended fiction, such as books, movies, anime, etc., what is your favourite gaming universe of all time? I think mine is still Halo. This is despite the diminishing returns of late. Uh, although Mass Effect runs a close second. Yeah, uh, that's God, from Adam yeah. Stoke and Trent. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I read this earlier and I couldn't really think of the my my answer. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Halo. I, I I can't really think that I've read any books or watched anything on a game series beyond the games that much. I don't really, you know, I've never, I never really read the Halo. I've books never or done that. Like that. But yeah, yeah, Halo um, would definitely be up there. God of War would definitely be up there because I just I love Greek mythology and I have done since I was a tiny kid. I had a Zodiac book and shit. So um, yeah, definitely, I, I, I'll probably go God of War just because I love Greek mythology so much. Man, easy, easy for me. Uh, Mass Effect. I lo- yep. I loved that shit. I loved it. I loved everything about that that sort of universe. It was, yeah, the the different races, how they interacted with each other, what they thought of each other, um, different planets, and the wars that they had going on. It was just yeah. So when I was properly into Mass Effect, like, um, I, I played too late, and then when three was on its like on its way, it was just. Oh my god! That it felt like I wanted to tell people about it. No, mm. seriously, this world is just utterly stunning, or this universe is utterly stunning. Uh, yeah, it's an easy one for me. Mass Effect all day long for me. I think it's Last of Us. I, just, I love the look of the world. I love. That's a good I love, shout. Uh, I, mean, mm-hmm. I obviously love like the, the, um, the, the relationship between Joel and Ellie, but I just there's so much in that world still to learn, and I'm obviously extremely psyched for the second one. But I, I, I could happily watch a movie about that, and I mean I haven't checked, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is already a graphic novel about about that out there. Um, yeah, I love that universe. Although I guess many would say well, it's just like it's just a standard zombie zombie universe and maybe it's like the writing of the characters and their relationship that um elevates it for me but yeah i love i love that universe definitely james i think no mass effect is a good shout because i really i really did enjoy that like with the with the universe and that obviously yakuza is probably another one but also phoenix right that has a that's i know i like that universe a lot yeah i mean it has but then there was also like ghost children telling you what that, that that stuff was a bit like I don't know it it didn't kill it for me because that's what the game's about mm. but that sort of stepped mm. me back from going ah oh, this is a whole new world as I know I just thought of another one that was, that was mentioned killed. in the show earlier actually yeah or pretty much on this point which is Fallout 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah I, that's I'm a, good a huge point. fan of yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that world. Oh, Fallout, Fallout's great, but the games. I mean, Fallout Four, I really, really did not like. Yeah, I mean, but I, it's, I, it's I played it through the to the end, yeah, but yeah. yeah, there was still part of it that was kind of like nah, I don't know. Something holds me back from like putting that up there with the other worlds. All right. Well, let's All get right. on to tweets time. Okay, tweets, 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 tweets. tweets. It's tweets time. Tweets time. Tweets time. Tweets time. There's only a few <laughs> tweets. There's only a few tweets. This uh, the tweets are hard to follow these days because it's just a load of good, load of good chat on the, on the Twitter. But you know, I've put, I've plucked a few out. I've plucked a few. Well, it's out also first. that we put the request out on a bank holiday Monday. I think that makes a difference. Yeah. Like everyone's either like just too tired to reply or busy. Yeah. But no, regardless, Stanshall tweets, After James's fine recommendation of Taiwanese survival horror detention, I ended up playing it and researching the history and social context, which was really interesting and made me appreciate the game more. Which games, if any, have educated you and still been fun? Um, I would say, just off the top of my head, it's a, re- it's a fucking great question, but uh, like I say, I mean, I don't like to do the it's late thing, but it, you know, it is Bank Holiday Monday and our brains aren't working as well as we'd like them to be. But straight off the top of my head, uh, I would say um, Red Dead Redemption would be, be something that I actually, obviously an amazing game, and I spent time Fuck after that, that studying the, yeah, studying the, not studying, that's the wrong word, like looking, like clicking a Wikipedia article or two on the, the time, the area, and then what happened, I can like specify the moment where it happened. Um, I'm playing the game, and then you finally get out into the open world and all this stuff, and you're completely enraptured, and then I just saw this light moving across, I'm sure this happened to a lot of people, this light moving across, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And it's a train, and I was like, oh my god, it's a fucking train, I didn't, yeah. you know, like, well, they have trains in this world, and, and in my cars. mind it was when like, you see wait, cars. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? Exactly, and that's. Um, I think they did that deliberately. Uh, if not, it was a brilliant moment anyway, and that just made it was it was super interesting. And um, yeah, I, I would have to say that, but it's a great question. I'll, I'll probably think about that more. And what see what, what else. is it set in? Is it the nineteen twenties? Mm, it's a bit before that, isn't it? Nineteen twelve, I think. Well, even nineteen twelve. I remember playing. Um, Red Dead and sat like thinking to myself they mentioned the year and I just thought the Wild West was about in the 1900s really and then I looked it up and I was like holy shit it was like it's still technically recent history you know what I mean like it's nuts it was nuts so yeah you bang on that that's the one for me I couldn't think of an answer but that is yeah that's the one I really looked into when the Wild West like was still there and you know still a thing mm. and then like when it died yeah, 19, down it was so it was 1911 i just quickly googled it 1911, right, 1911 yeah well so i like i just thinking bloody hell like that that is bad sure there's only one answer for this really and that's typewriter i mean i learned about fonts james learned about fonts it's a, it a great <laughs> educational <laughs> game so agree for that please james james it was still fun i enjoyed that game it was good it's fucking bobbins well, no, because a lot of the stuff... Fuck off, Dave. There's a lot of stuff from before that was... I, I mean, obviously, like, Civilization and stuff like that. But one of the games that I really... I mean, you remember the original Deus Ex, like, on PC? That mm. uh, that was also... I mean, obviously, you start to get into, all like, the conspiracy theories and all that kind of thing. And this was all pre-that like pre that sort of stuff being, like, like really massive. And, yeah, that, that made me sort of do some reading, like, before. I read, like, the Illuminatus trilogy and stuff like that because I was just curious... But, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd probably go for that. Oh, another one as well. I just, just you saying about conspiracies is the first Black Ops. I just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, it was quite a fun 
uh, take on the you know, JFK conspiracy and some other stuff. So I just did a little bit more reading around that. Um, I wouldn't say it was like anything historically accurate in that game, but mm-hmm. just just maybe do some reading around that, which is good. And I say reading because it makes me sound clever. It's Wikipedia. I went on Wikipedia and looked at some stuff for about 10 minutes on my phone. But that's just me being uh, real. All right. Was it, did Matt, did you answer yeah, that I shit? Or yep. the real answer? No, with that, that, that pretend answer. Okay. Uh, moving on. It's Rowan Sell. Um, he has got, got two questions here. Um, first one, if you had to choose between playing games by only Japanese or Western developers for the rest of your life, which would you go for? It's a great question. Um, I'm probably going to go... I was thinking about what the games I play the most. And I could probably get away with saying Japanese, could I? Would I want to risk that? I could play Pro Evo and then some of the other shit. I like Street Fighter. Could I throw that stuff away? I don't know. I don't know. Nintendo games? I think probably Japanese. Japanese? Anyone else? Or is that it? Hold on. Sorry. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. I totally zoned out on the question. You just started talking about Japanese and then I said (laughs) Japanese and realised that I had to answer. (laughs) Cut this, Matt. No. Okay. Right. If you had to choose between playing games by only Japanese or Western developers for the rest of your life, which would you go for, uh, Dave? Oh, I've got an answer. Um, Japanese. <laughs> Western, Western, easy. Western. Because my, fav- my favourite games are shooters. Well, so, so that means no more Nintendo games? I, it would kill me. It would kill me, Matt. Like, we don't live in this. Like uh, you, it's one or the other. If this is a, a weird situation, like not playing Nintendo games would kill me. I love Nintendo games, and you know, even Dark Souls and uh, other Japanese games. <laughs> like, but you're talking like first-person shooters and stuff. I can't, I can't drop them. They're my bread and butter. <laughs> Man. Um- I mean, how to drop... Oh, come on. No, I mean, I was thinking of games like GTA, you know, and uh, tons of the other sort of Western... Western. What? Western. Come on. Well, hang on. Pick the right side. Like, not having any Nintendo games or any any of those games ever again is an absolute killer. But... It is, but come on. All all that magic, gone. I'm going to have to go Japanese. Okay, Half Life Three's coming out. I'm playing it. You fucking ain't. No, it, it'll be it funded by ten cent. It'll be. It'll be. You can't play Fortnite anymore, Matt. Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> you can't play Fortnite anymore. Well, Drake isn't going to play a Japanese game. No, Drake's not going to turn around and play. Like he's not going to recommend a game that <laughs> no, I'm, Japanese. I, I, yeah. you'll t- you, this question will come back up again in six weeks, and Matt will be like, "Yeah, no, I said Western games the whole time. What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> James, well, is there any point yeah. in asking? Japanese, obviously, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah, I know. Right, oh, uh, Rowan's no got another tight. question. Uh, he said, also, if you had to list your top three qualifications for being on a video game podcast, what would they be? Massive Matt? dick, great liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else is there? What's the third one? <laughs> oh. I like Drake. Yep, big Drake fan. Big Drake fan. I'm a Drake fan, I ain't going to lie to you, mate. Can't be a bitch. Um, I don't know, yeah, like... I love games, uh, very passionate about the medium, been in the industry a while. Uh, I've got a microphone, I guess they'd be my three. Um, I'm talented. Uh, I essentially created the UK gaming podcast scene. <laughs> um, I I am exceptional at pointing out where games are good and where they are bad. So they're my three. James? Come on, James. I, I'll give you a fourth. I'm really funny as yeah. well. James? Uh, I don't know. Patience, I think, is really important when podcasting with you. Because is it? Yeah, because it's just 
wall-to-wall rubbish, isn't it? Nonsense with you. So it's it's definitely got to be patience. But yeah, okay. I think... What? Go on. No. Uh, patience and staying power, obviously, <laughs> no. because of that, because you just, you just have to... Put James, this, this isn't your Tinder profile. <laughs> this is... <laughs> you, you can't just, <laughs> you can't just to be good on a podcast. Patience three times. I don't know. Um, being interested, I guess, in what you're talking about. Being I guess. interested. <laughs> John just said being this is passionate. Incredible. I can't just repeat what he said, can I? This is being incredible. I guess. Being interested. I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Even though every time we talk about a game, I, I express, explicitly tell you how uninterested I am in everything that involves gaming. <laughs> but yeah, basically, it's like being passionate, have something to say about anything, and then just yeah, just, yep. just love video games for what they are. Patience, be interested. Staying power. Oh, what yeah. is the third one? And staying power. Yeah. Six packs. What do you mean, stay on the You'll play a game to the end. Yeah. And that ain't going on Matt's list, is it? Fuck it, hell. <laughs> Staying power. Okay, yeah. I've played my 20 minutes. I'm off. <laughs> That's it. Deleted. Can I, uh, can I eBay this? It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Have you sold that copy of The Witcher yet? No, God, no. Why would I do that? Surprise. What do you mean, God, no? Why would I do that? I only bought it for like a seven quid. Oh, right, because it's only worth seven quid. Okay, right. Yeah. Is that it? Are we done? Uh, yeah, let's call it. Let's call it there. Okay, cool. We ain't going to beat that. Staying power, (laughs) be interested, (laughs) and patience. Come on, mate. It's like 20 past 11. It's bank holiday Monday. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's 20 past 11. It's bank holiday Monday. Let's find out what Matt wants you to do on the internet. Hold on, James. Right, you just said endurance, staying power, and patience. (laughs) No, I said 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 that's a good thing to have. I didn't say I had that. It's some, um, but it's it would no, be good. You're supposed to be what are your yeah, qualifications? <laughs> That's what you thought was like the the main thing that you need to do when you put. I'm sure Tabor does a lot of hiring at GameSpot. He's, he's the boss over there. Um, do you reckon that's what he's looking for in a potential yeah, candidate yeah, to be yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. on the video team or the podcast team? Uh, I, I, I only want someone patient. That's all I'm yeah, interested patient. in. Patient. <laughs> Seriously, podcasting in. with David, you have to be patient. It's just you know. James walking into the GameSpot offices, right, for an interview. Tamor sitting him down and saying, right, three questions for you, James. Okay, if you answer these all correctly, then you're in. Are you patient? Yep. Are you? Have you got stand power? Yep. Are you interested? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Well, it's funny, actually, because... I was listening to the podcast the other week and you said, well, it's 20 past 11, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Matt, what do you want people to do on the internet? Um, we are doing a live show at Resd in uh, about a week and a half now, uh, by the time you listen to it. Just nuts. So that's the thing. So uh, if you want to see us, uh, we're at Res on Sunday the 15th. We're uh, on stage, I guess, at half four. Um, get your tickets at egx.net slash Resd. Uh, it'd be great to see everyone. Regarding that, Regarding that, there's going to be a Q&A bit at the end of the podcast, like the questions. It'll be replacing questions from tweets and emails with like live questions from the audience. Please think of a question and don't like get sh- like don't get like embarrassed to ask it. Just we just want questions for that bit. Otherwise, we'll look awful if we've left like half an hour of the end of it. Go any questions? That's no? right. Okay. We, can, we can leave early, Dave. Yeah, it can't be like the end of a work meeting when they go. The boss goes, "Any questions?" And everyone's yeah, like, "I business? just want to kill myself and get out of this job." <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "I think that's the one on the back." Oh no, sorry. Yeah, that was just. I was just checking my watch. Um, 
Oh, no, anyone? <laughs> okay, nope. go. Okay, yeah, so um, we, uh, go, go to ejects.net slash res and get your tickets. It'd be great to see everyone down there. Uh, we're also streaming uh, a lot on Twitch at the moment. We're doing uh, Dark Souls uh, this Wednesday night and Sunday night from 9. On Thursday, uh, James and I are back to a way out, so it's the computer game show over there. If you haven't already, you can give us a free uh, subscription if you link your Twitch. Uh, if, you, if you've got Amazon Prime, you can link your Twitch account, so really appreciate any, any subs uh, you want to uh, do. Uh, we've got Discord go to bit.ly slash tgcs discord to get involved in that we're also on spotify apple podcast uh, dash radio the lot so yeah just uh, any podcast any reviews on apple podcast we really really appreciate and uh, uh, that's about it for this week and we we put this show out for free and we don't expect to get paid for it but um once a month we remind you that there's a little hat on the floor in front of us and if you want to chuck a quid in there or if you want to chuck a grand in there you're very welcome to. Um, what's the Especially what's the? the uh, <laughs> what's the grand, if anything. Uh, it, I had to get yeah. my exhaust fixed this week. It'd be quite good to get that, Matt. <laughs> the exhaust on your jazz. <laughs> it was, yeah. It, it fell off. It was terrible. But anyway, go on. So if anyone's got a grand <laughs> orders a new exhaust for a jazz, <laughs> send it round. <laughs> hit us up. What's the website they can tip us on, Matt? Uh, it's paypal.me slash the computer game show. Thanks for living it. And uh, thanks for listening this week. We appreciate it. Tell your friends where we are. If they like games, we're here to tell them about what they should like about games. Uh, We'll catch you next week for episode 99, the one before the big one. Holy fuck, it's coming around really quickly. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for coming on, John. Okay. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Why did you say thanks for coming on? It's just weird, isn't it? It's just, let's do a nine-hour let's do a nine-hour podcast together and then mug John off in the last second. <laughs> <laughs> it did, yeah. <laughs>